So who's going to f- say the first C word? We should all together. One, two, what, three. What are we going to say? The C word. Um, <laughs> Okay, so while uh, Timmy Whiskey is getting his act together, I'd like to introduce a special guest that we have this evening, which is Cupcake Daddy Richie Birchington, (laughs) but he would like to be referred to as Richie. Boring. Get close so, to the mic, yeah, darling. Get uh, close. Fist distance away. From oh, okay. generally good. Ooh, You'll ooh, be able and to darling, hear. I was just going to say. Yeah, so, the sounds will sound clear. So, right, right. Okay. And if you want to sit or stand up to you, I think I'll stand. Actually, <laughs> give yourself a standing ovation yes, at the beginning before yes. we even started. I think I deserve one. <laughs> oh, do you want to turn around and grab a, um, the bottle so you can do a pop as well? Oh, you could do. Oh. Try that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> that's the stunt bottle, that one. Uh, all right. That's not so good whiskey in that one. Mm. Well, right. it's not that whiskey. It's it's a different whiskey that I put in it because I ran out, but that makes a better cork sound. Right. So that's a cask whiskey or something. Yeah, yeah. You put it yeah. in there. Like but that actual of... whiskey that the label says is really nice. Yeah. Abalor. Uh, Abalor, yeah. Mm, okay. Is it quite uh, peaty and quite smoky? <clears throat> no, no, no. It's, it's just pure... Um, it's just like a Highland, I think it's a Highland or a Speyside, so it's just really a bit fruity and nice. And Yeah, I haven't quite progressed to the PT smoky mm. whiskies yet. So Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not a big fan of those either. They're just a little bit too full on for me. Yeah, the Japanese ones I can do, like the Nicker, that's a little bit PT, and I, I can get my head into that, but the real heavy-duty like Scottish ones, I can't. Scottish. Scottish. Scottish, yeah. yeah oh, now, do. sweetie, I had some feedback um, that the volume was too low last week, so I don't know if we need to jack it up a bit for the recording uh, aspect Yeah, I'm up, on, I'm up on eight. Okay, good. So All right, good. I just thought I'd... Um, I don't know. I'd have just told him to turn the volume up. <laughs> Turn your fucking volume up. Yeah. Oh, see that peak, that's too loud. Oh, yeah, I oh and I haven't even started laughing no. yet. See that peak then as well. So I don't know. Well, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. I think we're all right like that. Yeah. So. All right, sounds good. Yeah. So, but before we start, can I just sort of like take over for a moment? <laughs> yeah. I bought you a present. Um, so I thought this is our first time. So oh, it's, right. only, oh, it's only polite to bring a present to someone's place for the first time. Yeah. So I thought um, you can see what you think of these. Um, they <laughs> come from uh, a place near where I work. And um, oh. I thought you might enjoy these as a snack oh. for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a vagina and a willy <laughs> gingerbread cookie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, decorated with icing. And what yeah. does it say on the uh, It's on actually the icing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely icing. Yeah. Yeah. It's homemade. And, and I've got one the, willy, well, the willy one <laughs> actually says cunt. It does, yeah. But it's got two little dots over the U. Does that mean it's like cunt? Yeah, something? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, they're trying to be fancy. And yeah. mine's got one of those, but then a penis next to it says lick me. Yeah. With lots of celebration bits that have clearly come out. Oh, they're just they're just in the bag. So one of them has, <laughs> a, um, has a, a love heart. In the bag? With the which one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got that one. Which bag? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you very you much clapped, for that, Richie. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, Richie. I'll give that to the bear. Mm-hmm. That way he can um, nibble on a knob. <laughs> nibble on a knob. <laughs> well, would he go for the knob first or maybe it's a... I think he'd save the best for last. Yeah, yeah. interesting. No I offense mean, we'll to the gay guy. <laughs> 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 I thought he, you know, he's, he's kind of an equal opportunity you know, <laughs> offender, isn't he? He'll probably enjoy both of them. Yeah. 
Get closer to the oh, mic. Get closer. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to be still, about this distance. Yeah, yeah. Right. just got to be quite close. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that that way you'll have the. <laughs> no, don't have to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I have to pretend it's a penis? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily it's covered with a muff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got the muff shield. Now mm. we know what the, the scene's been set. I think we had this similar scene last week, didn't we? I honestly can't remember what we talked about. Really. <laughs> When I was trying to think of a title for the thing, I was like... What, oh, but did you change it? I did, but I think once you've got it on your stream and oh. you've downloaded it, it, that's it. So, But for new people listening, it is now called Jumper Bumps. Jumper Bumps, yeah. which is hysterical. So I was talking about the show that Anna and I went to, which is called Glittery Clittery, and um, made mention... We just got on this trajectory talking about their costumes. They were in these jumpsuits that were made out of sequins, but they had a very low... <laughs> oh, is that, is that the dog? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? The dog's playing with my dog. photography screen. <laughs> 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 I could just see the edge of it yeah, rolling so along, along the side of the table there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a new dog here this yeah, week. Yeah, special guest, Cincy. Good Cincy? Boy. Yeah, Cincinnati. Ah. Mm. Yeah, not Sissy. Yeah, I, I wanted to call him Sissy. <laughs> yeah, Sissy. I said, no, that's you. <laughs> You'd probably respond to that, though, wouldn't you? Yes. It starts with a C S. or an S C. and then ends with a Y. Yeah. E, <laughs> according to them. Right, so what are we going to... Are we going to talk about Dagalage, our trip? Or are we going to... Ah, I, so you both well, you, well, you were talking about Glittery Clittery. Oh, Glittery Clittery, yes. Mm. So we... This happens all the time, doesn't mm. it? Uh, and so these women, the trio of them, are in this, these incredible jumpsuits that are made out of sequins made by a designer in Melbourne. And they had a uh, very low V V neck that went down pretty much to their navel and they had bras underneath. And uh, and I said they were quite baggy. And then you were saying baggy bras. I'm like, no, no, no. And I referred to them as over-shoulder boulder holders. And oh, he's yeah. like, jumper bumps, jumper bumps. Jumper bumps. bumps. <laughs> jumper bumps. Oh, <laughs> I've not heard, heard of that before. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's um, Russell Brand. I got that from oh. listening to Russell Brand's mm-hmm. various radio shows. He used mm. to say that. So. Yeah, I like it. No, jumper like bumps. It. Yeah, no, so, I really like it. So yeah. I had a bit of a re-listen to the show and I said, oh, jumper bumps. I forgot about that. You should name that. Because you said something about plastic. Yeah, because that's all I could remember I talked about. Well... Well, I well you left me because you were oh, yeah. And then you you talked about plastic, plastic. and then I talked about plastic or something. Yeah, know, some and then I left you, but you left me for a long time. You went to check on food. You went to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. You wrote a letter to your pen pal. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that long. I wasn't that long. I do whole episodes by myself. I just I know to you myself, do. Yeah. Which will actually be happening this weekend. The Formula One is on this weekend, so. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll you thought you were asleep in the car when I was talking about the history of Surrey Hills. Oh, now yeah. I'm officially <laughs> asleep. So, um, uh, now I we think can talk about the cricket. But actually, no, oh, don't, no, don't, God. because we're That's almost right. getting beaten by no. Ireland. So. Oh, and still, you didn't really win against no, Australia. No, no, we we're not going to fight about no fighting tonight. Mm, <laughs> controversial, yeah. Oh, very much. Everyone knew going into it what the rule was. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were very lucky. We didn't actually. Um, yes, you were. Yeah. Mm. Pretty incredible when you think about it, though. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> no, that both teams can score identical amount of runs over a full day's worth of play, over a hundred overs, and like yeah. well, that is a freak of it's nature. Insane. I think mm. it's more incredible that anyone actually watches it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it got a lot of. That's viewers. what I find it incredible. Of, it got a lot of people watching actually. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we move on. I like boring sports. People know this. Formula One and cricket. 
Oh, cricket. I love 2020s and one days, but I don't like matches. I've got much better things to do. I prefer the test do. matches out of all of them. It's yeah. weird. I don't get it. Yeah, well, like when the, did the Ashes start? In a uh, week or two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're playing Ireland at the moment and they, they're they about to beat us. <laughs> so it's really good preparation. Mm. I was saying at work, we're back to normal, normal seeing <laughs> the cricket world. England are getting beaten by someone they shouldn't be beaten by. So, mm. yeah, It'll make you good. hungry though. What will? The loss. The loss. Oh, the loss. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, food? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it will. Yeah, no. It's good. And sad. So you'll be eating ice cream straight out of the, yeah. the tub. No, no, I don't mind it when we lose in, in <laughs> test cricket because I'm used to it. So you just, it's kind of just like back to normal. You can kind of just feel nostalgic about it. <laughs> so it's quite comfortable and nice. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so how about we talk about that amazing Vietnamese circus that we saw? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't love it as much as you loved I it. I really loved it. And so I did, obviously, I did a bit of research mm, on it. Yeah. That was the one that I invited you to, which you couldn't come because you were working late. It was that incredible was Vietnamese circus, R.O. Lan Fur, um, that had the guys doing acrobatics and they had the woven baskets. I sent you a short video. Ah. It's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. One of them was from that. Cirque du Soleil or something, weren't they? Yeah, yeah so that's the director who's mm. Tuan Lee. Um, and he, he actually even um, did a, an adaptation of James Cameron's Avatar. Did you know that? What, on stage? Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. which was called Taruk. Oh, no, the, the Cirque du Soleil one. Mm. I saw that. Oh, no, no, no. This wasn't. This is a director that um, previously worked for Cirque du Soleil. Oh, so okay. this is the Vietnamese circus. But he, he was involved in the Avatar one that they mm. did. Yeah, he yeah, directed I, that. I went oh, to see that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When work, was that? Work took the whole company down oh, to it. Oh, fantastic. Um, was that the Sydney Opera House? No, it was out in um, Homebush. Oh. In one of the big convention centres down there, I That's think. That's interesting. I've never been to a gig that far the away. The DFS? It was an enclosed big stadium thing, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so. that was that was me trying to crack a joke there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure everyone that's li- listening is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> On the inside. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Like, it was amazing. It was all like... Um, cool like projections on the sets and how it all works. It, it was really good. Like really impressive stuff. Like very cool. Oh, their skills amazing. phenomenal. Oh, it's incredible, yeah. And yeah. that's it looks so effortless and it's so beautiful. Um and it was so um minimalistic, wasn't it? Mm. With, they just they had woven baskets and bamboo, but it, everything was oversized, so the the people played so it was a story about going from the village to the city talking about Vietnam and how quickly um the society there had, I'll take a load off. I will. <laughs> I've been standing all day. Well, actually, I haven't been at all. <laughs> standing in your mind. Mm. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, so the story, so the name um, means... Oh, yep, thank you very much for that distraction. <laughs> uh, where is it? You've really thrown me off. Um, it, may, it loosely means village to city, so it's talking about how modernised Vietnam had become. Mm. And tell the story through these different characters. Um, there's a lot of... I didn't expect there to be a comedic aspect to it. So they had one guy with a skit where he was... Um, he was. Remember, he was trying to 
steal the fruit mm. and then they were chasing him trying to get the fruit back so he's just being this cheeky little thief like the little doggy <laughs> like the little doggy <laughs> that keeps moving the prop he likes uh, he likes the uh, photography scrim doesn't he he does oh. love it doesn't oh, he? he loves burrowing oh. yeah. it was the comedy where they lost me that's you know I, I like things that are really moving and i like things that you know get me in the heart and get me in the feels oh, and, okay. and the production was incredible but the um the comedy it was like it was a little bit twee for me so yeah mm. i kind of was um yeah, I think that's where they lost me. Right. Yeah. Well, I I started a standing ovation. Here. Yeah. He just <laughs> he just kept the, the seat warm. To be yeah, honest, yeah. Per- perfectly honest with you. But it, I thought that sounds cool. It was yeah, great. It very cool. The yeah. um, some of the the um, aero aerobatics were really incredible. I mean, they death-defying really how they got flung across from one stage, one part of the stage to the other, and uh, I um. Yeah, it was, and, and also the f- it was quite modern as well with the music. So they had a bit of hip hop, and which you would have loved to me, that whole aspect of it. A bit of beatboxing, and so they've gone from the traditional style music to to the, the obviously the modern world with how um, music's changed over the years. Obviously, with hip hop, that's that the whole backgrounds come from. Oh. <laughs> that's the dog. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. He's Someone on his back on his. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was your stomach. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone's rolling cool. around on the back, having a good time. Because <laughs> so I went to the um, shadow and cut chemist thing that they did, where they had all of Af- Africa Bambata's records, where they did that thing. It was a couple of years ago now, mm. and that was just this full history of hip hop, and they just went through all the records, selling you where all the breaks came from and the original songs and they mixed it all together into this thing and they had a big history lesson and projections oh, and I see. I, it that's was right so interesting yeah it was really cool because you're, you're not really a big hip-hop person are you not really Richie? no I, I don't mind a little bit of it as long as it's kind of very light hip-hop as soon as it gets a little bit heavy and a bit yeah. um political and yeah i'm more into the lighter more chilled side of it i suppose i mean i like all of it but yeah the, the more poetic lyrical chilled hip-hop is where i'm Really enjoy it for sure. Mm. Oh, mm. definitely. Loyal Kana uh, is my current favourite. Okay, mm. who's good. who's the guy again that told the story of him going to school? And that's actually a really beautiful album. Oh, Master Ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a story album. Yeah, it, I think you'd like that, Richie, because it's got context to it and. It's a beautiful story and it's beautifully it's, done. Yeah. And he like tells his whole story from starting high school to finishing it, and mm-hmm. it's it's like a twenty-track album where he just goes through his whole journey through this, this his school life. And mm. Yeah, it's really good. Mm. Mm. Um, just one <laughs> touch point. <laughs> Someone's playing with their bear now. I'm glad I brought the the other props. <laughs> he's savaging the bear. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> At least he's not humping it. Yeah, 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 that yeah, is what you know, yeah, 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 it might progress. Uh, but didn't you like the end part, how it had the baskets that had been um, deteriorated a bit and they used them as angel wings and and from the the top... <laughs> you're right there, Cincy. Oh, just threw it across the room, that's funny. <laughs> oh, you're a funny little boy. Um, and so I had these these guys as angels with the, um, using half of the... Um, the <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was informal, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's feeling a little bit left out. He's, yeah. just putting he's, in he's his trying two, to. Two <laughs> oh, it's just threw the bear up into the air. I just saw it pop over the desk. Well, it was flung into the oh air. Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, but then the uh, on the top of the stage there were all these things that were falling down, you and 
I'll take a photo of him. You oh, can okay. put it on the. On oh yeah, the okay, link. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll stick him up. Um, so if I can see what he's doing, yeah, he's savaging this little bear. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, but what it was actually rose petals that were falling falling from the ceiling, ah. and it, that was something that I thought was a beautiful element because it, the smell was intoxicating, permeating through the crowd. Mm, yeah, Richard still ah. sat down though. He didn't. He was just. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. Can someone bring me a drink? I'm over it. Yeah. Well, no. I, look, I, I did really enjoy it. As the production was incredible. Mm. The, um, you know, the staging, the lighting, everything, and some of the some of the acrobatics was really good. And but yeah, the comedy lost me, and I kind of you thought it was a bit cheesy. Yeah, I did think it was a little bit cheesy. Mm. Um, I thought it was cheeky. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of that sort of style. I don't like Cirque du Soleil and I don't like acrobatics and things like that. Yeah, and but you've got filthy humour. What's that thing, Mick, Big Mouth, that you... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Big Mouth. Love so good. Big Mouth. So good. <laughs> yeah. I was saying last week love that it. I can't believe you were at, my pla- at our place and, um, <laughs> and you put on Big Mouth and I was saying to Timmy, is it... Ah, oh, Richie, his champagne lighted our life, and then he likes the <laughs> like Mr. Crass Krak- enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love crass humor. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just don't like twee humor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's got to be it's got to be really clever, or it's got to be really dirty. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> do you like uh, Do you like Rick and Morty? Have you uh, watched that? No, I haven't watched that. Yeah, you probably like that. It's yeah, it's really good. You have to you have to watch it. And you'll either like it or you won't, sort of thing. But mm. it's it's quite dark and twisted and rude and uh, a bit geeky as well because there's lots of references to sci-fi stuff and well, do, other movies. So the characters sorts, are really from uh, well, the characters, back, to, back to the Future. Well, it's like Back to the Future. Yeah. It's, like the, it's like Doc and mm-hmm. Marty from mm-hmm. Back to the Future, but it's the guy's his grandfather and they just go on these ridiculous adventures and it's, yeah, it's pretty twisted stuff. But it, it's, it's very funny though. It's very clever. Is it a Netflix series? Or yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's three seasons now. Fourth season's out later this year. So. Oh, I'll check it out. Definitely. It's very good. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of thing. Geeky, yeah, because I like big mouth and things like that. So I think you probably, yeah, it's mm. similar sort of stuff. And also, um, what's the one with the horse? Charlie um, the Unicorn? No. <laughs> Charlie the Unicorn's on um, the Charlie. Mr. Ed. No, it's the Charlie. one that's, that's the Netflix one. Goes with the Candy Mountain. The Candy Mountain. I don't know I've heard Do you that. know Charlie the Unicorn? No, I don't. My brother. Oh, really? <laughs> There's the Netflix one with the with the horse, and it's all animals and stuff. But it's this basically this guy. He's a horse, and he. Um, it's basically about his slow spiral into midlife crisis and depression and kind of like it's really dark as a horse he's a horse but he's like a he's a celebrity he's like he's like so like a film star mm-hmm. but everyone it's like the world is it's animals and humans but they all can speak english right it's and, like anim, animal farm yeah kind of um <laughs> but maybe not quite so clever <laughs> yeah what's it fucking called <laughs> bojack horseman Oh, never yeah. even heard of it. Yeah, it's really funny. Okay. You're getting really twisted, but and yeah, it's just this dude. He's basically like alcoholic, drug addict dude. He used What's to be famous, called? Bojack Horseman. Oh right, right. He like it used down. to be famous, and now he isn't. But he kind of still is a little bit, and he's just trying to get famous again. And but he's just a complete, yeah, drug addict slash alcoholic slash everything basically. And just fucks everything up. <laughs> it's really, it's that's really, excellent. it's so Does funny. Good, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, totally where, relatable. Where, where do we sign yeah, up? Well, no, exactly, that's it. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. Has someone been listening and writing some diaries? And um, Oh, honestly, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's very good. It's very good. So the... <laughs> uh, sorry, I've got a dog trying to climb my leg. Oh, yeah. 
Now, while we're on the hip-hop tip, there is this amazing thing that is happening um, at the Bouchon. Beecham. 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 Oh, oh, get it right. Come on, Ali. Beauchamp. Beauchamp. That's like fancy version of it or something. <laughs> well, you're, well, you're the uh, Frenchie in the house. Yeah, man. So it's fucking Beecham, right, bitch? Beecham. Beecham. Yeah. <laughs> they do classic album Sundays. Ah. And there's one coming up this Sunday that you would be very interested in, which is Nightmares on Wax, oh, Cart really? Boot Soul. Soul. Yeah. So what they do I is they... that still, it's constantly on display because it's always on my record player. <laughs> it's Are you familiar with that, Richie? No, I don't know that one. I think you would, oh, you definitely yeah. know the songs. We'll actually put it it's, on afterwards so yeah, you can have a listen to it. Super chilled out. Like it's, very um, famous. Mm, I probably do know it. As a stoner in the late 90s, early 2000s, it's perfect. Mm. It's like so, yeah, you were probably there. Oh, I'd know it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of... I would have heard it at someone's house. Kind of like, think Massive Attack, Porter's mm. Head, but not quite as dark. It's mm. more okay. happy than that. Right. But it's that sort of vibe of slower music, but really Deep, nice melodic. beats and melodic. And yeah. the guy's a genius. He's so cool. Oh, like, he's incredible. Awesome, so. So yeah. they so that in their basement they have a space called the Velvet Lounge, which is all decked out with velvet curtains and it's quite an intimate space and it's fifteen dollars. Velvet curtains. All <laughs> 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 right, you can just drop some MDMA and just hug the curtains. Oh, I'd fucking love to. Yeah. <laughs> so they they have they play vinyl on an audio file hi fi system, so it's incredibly sounding. Really good quality, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And they the rules are everyone turns their phone off. And it's a, a complete sensory, Im- like immersion, immersive um, <coughs> That's cool. uh, environment. So you are there just primarily to listen to the music, focus on the music wholeheartedly, not distracted by your phone See, or I'd love to, talking or yeah. anything like that. I'd love to do a set somewhere like that where I can just play 30 of my favourite tunes, like not worry about mixing or anything, but just play tunes like that that you just have to listen to and appreciate. And and so isn't that called Saturday night in your lounge room? (laughs) Yeah, but I'd like other people to appreciate it. Yeah, but that that is basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but having other people appreciate it, maybe hearing a song that they haven't heard before, that's like it will just make you go, you know, goosebumps all over or something. Well, Mm -hmm. they've actually well they've had some of the reviews I was reading today. They've had because the sound quality is so amazing and you can it's. Dim, the lighting is dim and all you can hear is the clinking of people drinking their drinks and and everyone's silent and you're totally immersed in the situ- in the, um, the environment. Yeah, people like have, gone, have cried. They've been emotional. They, they did an Aretha Franklin one, which, hello, mm. saving grace. That would just be unbelievable. So when's the Nightmare on Wax one then? I might so actually venture out to that one. Yeah, it's on this Sunday. Um, mm. oh, why is it on a school night? It hasn't stopped you with the cricket. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to drink whiskey in that environment. Well, you can, you can, you can drink, um, but just good. no snacks, I guess. That's Russell, Russell, yeah, Russell, 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 Timmy. But Russell. it's like a bar, though, sort of thing. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, but so it's in a, in like a basement. BYO, sort of but I want to talk about the history of it because it's really fascinating. And so, I'd like to know what the you know David Mankiw, well. so don't you, from the loft in New York City? Mm, no. Oh, okay. Well, this guy, he started. He was actually an antiques collector, and he started. Um, he he started in on February 14th, Valentine's, yeah, <laughs> Valentine's yeah. Day, 1970. He lived in New York City and he decided to host these invite-only <laughs> parties. <laughs> <laughs> parties in his loft. 
and okay. he would play and he was a purist as well and he, he instead of doing the beat beat mixing he wanted people to come and appreciate the <coughs> the music in its entirety and it actually became a safe haven for gays because the gays i didn't realize this until i read this today in the 70s disco was taking off and mm. that's predominantly what he was playing and uh the gays actually used to go out and take bail money with them in case they got locked up Wow. Really? Okay. Did yeah. you know when it was legalised in New York City, Richie? Um, it was the late 60s or the early 70s. It was Stonewall. Was it Stonewall. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. remember what so the date Stone, of that Stonewall was. Stonewall created the movement mm. and then it became legalised sometime after that. But mm. that was the, I think it was the early 70s. Yeah, okay. Mm. That, was the, that was the riots. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't remember the date. Mm. Yeah. So they touch on that a bit in the um, Baz Luhrmann, um, The Get Down. Have you seen that? Yes. No. I yeah. watched the whole brilliant. thing. It's yeah, fantastic. It's yeah. Based on... Like loosely based on Grandmaster Flash and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, kind of like, like early the birth hip-hop. of hip-hop, but towards the end of disco and then the birth of hip-hop and New York in that period. Oh, well, and New York being on fire, um, basically, with yeah, all the yeah, riots. Yeah. But it touches on all these different communities and areas of New York and, yeah. yeah so, really um, interesting. Okay, really I'll good, check yeah. that one out, yeah. Yeah, but definitely. Great it's on Netflix. Well. Mm, yeah. So I'll, I'll write that on my list. So this, so this place actually was created some of the best tastemakers in the world, which were Larry Levan, who used to run Paradise Garage, mm. Frankie Knuckles, which we know very well for all of his amazing Frankie Knuckles, amazing Frankie yeah. Knuckles and um, Nicky Siano. So he opened a, um, a place called The Gallery, but he also is very famous for playing at Studio 54. Did you see him at Gas years ago? It was early 2000s? No. Okay, Gas was this incredible club that was near Central Station on Pitt Street and it was beautiful. You went in and it had tall ceilings and chandeliers and, uh, yeah, that was... I remember most of it. (laughs) (laughs) I went there once um, or twice. I can't really remember it very well. (laughs) I went to some amazing... I don't know why. I should have moved that out of the way. I should have moved that. I went to some amazing warehouse parties around Sydney and that sort of... It was 2007, 8 and 9, but Mm. I don't really remember what any of them were or they were just those secret ones that they did. Yeah, it was just somewhere you ended up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was always some amazing DJ that someone had brought in from America. Who was that guy that you met him the next time he came in or something. Oh, house DJ. Um, oh, Rahan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to one of those gigs that he, he Richard just, yeah, is his name. turned up and it was, oh, it was amazing. Well, I couldn't believe it because I'd had my art show at Play Bar, that last group art show, and he was playing for Solar Sydney, rocked up, and I met him and I said, oh, my God. I said, you're one of my heroes. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for coming to my art show. I know. We ended up hanging out the whole night. He's awesome DJ as well. Oh, so incredible. I used to listen to the Deep House page. And unfortunately, it's um, defunct now. But I've got a lot of old mixes from him and Jack Master Funk. Yeah, okay. My mate would this. I've got – because my friend was really into house, who I was living with the whole time when I was at this Backpackers. I downloaded Flashbacker, yeah. <laughs> I downloaded all these mix mixes for him, so I've got like a hundred amazing house mixes of these just from these incredible DJs. We'll have to do a trade. Years. They're, they're, I've got them. At, I can't remember what they are, but I'll find yeah, them. Yeah, we'll do a trade. Well, so. Richie loves his house music too, yeah. and there's Would some really you? cool stuff in there. Like, yeah. Really good, so, so, who are some of your favourite house DJs? Um, oh God, I saw. Well, I've seen Frankie Knuckles quite a few times. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else? I I kind of. 
Like Roger Sanchez. I've seen Roger Sanchez. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I House was great when I was really young and then I yeah. got more into techno as I got a bit older. Yeah, okay. Um, but I still love House. But um, yeah, I, I'm just, I used to go to all the parties at the Horton uh, back in the early 90s. There was a party on there every Saturday night and that was always kind of house music. And what was and, that called? Oh, there were different ones. There was Bacchanalia. There was the rap parties. There was the love party and there was the... Uh, I can't remember the other one. And they just used to alternate. And so you'd have fantastic DJs on there every Saturday night. And it was like about three or 4,000 people. And it was always the same people oh, wow. week That's after cool. week. Yeah, so you get to know people. Oh, you knew everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were and fantastic. so that's quite an alternative crowd too? Oh, it was, or yeah. Or just a mixture of everything? Yeah, it was pretty alternative. It was pretty gay, um, mm. but it was very alternative. It was the beginning of the sort of, you know, the real party scene in Sydney. Yeah, mm. okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and there were warehouse parties there as well. There was a place called Slats Warehouse, which was down on, um, <coughs> pardon me, the, uh, Ultima at the end of Harris Street. Oh, um, back okay. in the day when it was yeah. all still run down and all yeah, the docks yeah, around all there. And, yeah, and you'd go down there now, and there was yeah. just this, you know, crappy old warehouse where they used to have fantastic parties. So cool. It was always so cool. When they, yeah, used to well, you and um, Megatron have <laughs> 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 talked about that quite a bit and the yeah. warden parties, haven't you? Yeah. Because that was before my time, yeah. before moving to Sydney. Yeah, they were fantastic. It sounds incredible. Yeah, they had huge production values as well. They used to have a theme for every single party and so they'd go Everyone all Everyone would dress out. up? Yeah, all dress oh. up. Yeah, always themed and fantastic uh, props and lighting. Yeah, okay. And they yeah. were just fantastic. Yeah, they were great. And they were probably... I don't know, probably about 50 or 60 bucks for a ticket. So back in the early wow, 90s, that was expensive. that's pretty expensive for locals. But yeah. if everyone's going, as you said, for the the quality. Yeah, yeah. And they were, they were fantastic. So they were great yeah. parties. But yeah, they used to have special, you know, DJs they'd bring over and yeah, Frankie Knuckles and oh. people like that. And yeah, that's yeah awesome. they were good days. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Tony Humphreys and... Kevin Saunderson, probably. Have you seen him before? Mm, doesn't ring a bell, no. Oh, so he, he's another incredible house DJ. When I was with my partner at the time in 2000, we were in Greece and we'd been in Mykonos for a week. And then Mykonos. we were, yeah, and then we'd, um, we'd had enough by then and we needed to move, relocate to Ia. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Dry yeah. out. No, Paros. Paros. <laughs> Ironically called Paros. <laughs> but what we did, but what. Um, yeah, is that right? Yeah. How's that? Yeah, yeah you yeah. just got to get quite close down. Yeah, oh, okay. You can move, yeah, yeah. It, move it up to you. It's quite um, flexible. Sorry, I just had to sit down. It's been a long day. Yeah, <laughs> I lost a few minutes. No, you're fine. Um, so we, we'd actually relocated to Paros and we were going to be there for a couple of nights before we were going to uh, Santorini. But we saw at Cavo Paradiso, which is this incredible club that's on the the the, the side of the the island, um, that would open at three o'clock in the morning. They'd have incredible internationals there, and I saw that Kevin Saunderson was playing. So we went on the ferry across to Paros. We checked our luggage in, and we caught the ferry back. <laughs> and we thought, right, what we'll do is we'll we'll actually we're only there for one night. So we um, we decided we won't get accommodation, we'll just stay up all night and we'll have a swim in the sea to bathe ourselves, go go back, pick up our luggage and then we'll catch the next long ferry to Santorini. Music was amazing, met some wonderful people, had such a laugh, got back to... And it was seriously so good, it was so good. Um, he's, he's been around forever along with Frankie Knuckles and Tony Humphreys and... 
Uh, so Tony yeah. Humphreys, I recognise because I, I I didn't know anything about house music until I came out to to Australia, and I'm like, because ah. I got really good friends with, the, with this guy, this Irish dude, and he like Clive, shout out to Clive, and he um he just introduced it to me, and obviously I was doing lots of certain things, which <laughs> kind of got me into that. So I don't know. So yeah, well, then I just being discovered, shy about it today? Uh, you know, discovered Carter and <laughs> yeah, ecstasy, MDMA, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and discovered like Derek Carter and yes. Frankie Knuckles and James Curd and mm. all these people just like in Rahan and um, yeah, just it was amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll have to I'll share some Larry Hurd and David Mancuso uh, with you as well because they were pioneers in the whole disco gay scene and creating safe places, um, which was quite wonderful. They're not to the level of Studio Fifty Four because that was an, that is, was this whole entity, really, wasn't yeah. it? What a crazy time that would have been! Imagine going to these parties. Would have been fun. Yeah, would have been outrageous. Yeah. Quaaludes and all that. Sort of yeah. Stuff. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Donna Summer Memories. just trotting on through yeah. on her horse, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just got to say quickly. So we um, we caught the ferry back to pick up our luggage, and we had about a six hour ferry ride to go to Santorini and halfway there we realised that we left our passports <laughs> behind the counter in Paros oh shit <laughs> yeah not for me I, I was drinking pina coladas by the pool while Craig took the fast ferry back because it was too oh, expensive <laughs> for both of us to go back <laughs> and he was surrounded by people that were very unwell the poor oh, thing God. not yeah, really God, fucking hate boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boat, boats are never good oh uh, uh, but what oh uh, well whoopsie do <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, look, um, the loft. I I've uh, got the the volume one. I should bring it over and we'll put it on. We'll have a listening party, our own very own little mm, listening okay. party. I've got the speakers for it. Yeah, great, great selection of disco tracks. I've got loft two. Only I can only get it on CD, not vinyl. Okay. Um, I, don't, I haven't got a CD player. I don't think. <laughs> No, oh my god, you've got so much stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, I know, it's weird. I just, I just <laughs> realised don't, have, like, a don't have a CD player. Actually, haven't you got a PS? PS like, yeah, I could, I could put it I've got a 4K Blu ray player that right. plays CDs really well, apparently, but mm-hmm. I've never tried that. But um, yeah, that's weird. That's amazing that I don't. Mm, I, mean, yeah. I know. I've got everything else. Tape deck? Well, no, I don't have a tape I've deck. Got a tape deck. I've got a tape deck. I've got a tape deck. Yeah. I don't have any tapes. Oh, do you want to borrow some? I've got, no. I've got, <laughs> I've got mini discs. How about that? Wow! And not okay. only have I got mini discs, I've got mini discs where I used to record these incredible sets from the from Radio One. And um, there's this DJ called Giles Peterson from the UK. Oh, he did yeah. these like this is Giles Peterson worldwide, and he used yep. to do these things with DJs from all over the world. And I used to always record them, so I've got like. 10 mini discs of just these like three hour long sets of just incredible music Mm. um i've got a jazzy jeff set that he did Mm. back in 99 and it's incredible it is just amazing he did it at the miami winter music conference and it's quite a famous set that he did it was like really influential at the time when he did it and it's such a good so good yeah so good and do you have the player as well, or just the, the mini no, discs? No, no, that is that is the other problem. I right. don't actually have a mini player. So <laughs> I did. I used to have the little portable thing, but I managed to digitise a lot of the tracks because um, my mate had a player. So we we I just sat there for for hours while I was working and just digitised all these mini discs. So, mm-hmm. so I, I actually digitised that Jazzy Jeff one and stuck it up on SoundCloud or MixCloud. So 
Brilliant. Which I still get favourites on by loads of people. Oh, it's up there. That's so old school, still, magical oh, stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, really mm. cool. And it's actually, it's not just Jazzy Jeff. I think there's someone else who comes on afterwards. Prince Paul. I can't remember who it is, but mm. um, worked a lot together. I might be able to find out, but yeah, it's cool though. Very cool. Well, we love all that nostalgic stuff, don't we? Yeah, and it's like because he played lots of old school hip hop, like well, proper I was old say, school that's stuff. What like we like. So I prefer the A Tribe Called Quest and Jungle Brothers and De La Souls, which are the, the, they're telling the stories mm. instead of um, you know, being. Um, look, I think there's definitely a place for the other hip hop because it's storytelling about hardship and the school of Knox and and survival because of the gangland mm. and all that. However, it's it's. Prefer- preferential to what you want to need, listen to, isn't it, at the end of the day? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, when they're going on about that arrogant kind of crap about, you know, I've got this, I've got money and I've got oh, bitches see, and hoes like and all of that. Like, oh, come yeah, on. No, yeah, but that's, like that that's later hip hop and yeah. I don't really like that either. I yeah. still think, um, I really still think Fuck the Police was such an incredible song mm. that it's totally rebellious but uh, very poignant <laughs> and... They stood their ground. They got yeah. so many concerts shut down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, NWA, yeah, yeah. It was um, excellent. But there excellent is still artists like that around, but the, none of it's mainstream. Like mm. all the mainstream hip-hop, it's not really hip-hop. It's, it's changed into something else now. I don't know what it is, but I don't like the beats and they're not rapping about anything... Yeah, and it's all particularly interesting, and yeah, the sound is too. The beats have changed. Synthy. I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them. But there is still some great hip hop about though. Like, um, but you just have to know about it and find it. And well, this is it. You can't know everything. Find, There's so, so many genres and then subgenres of music, and that's why I love sharing music with people. And I don't yeah, listen yeah. to the radio that much. I've been getting into listening to a lot of podcasts. If anything, um, well, that's what it's kind of becoming. It's just, yeah, lots of podcasts. It is, but I do support my friends that do their radio shows. I set calendar reminders and listen to them if if um, if I feel like it. I don't so. really understand radio anymore. Though. It just seems like why wouldn't you just do a podcast? But sometimes you've got to be in the mood. Just, yeah. A lot of my friends that do radio shows are doing funk and soul, and that's why when there's an opportunity such as we had in Adelaide at Sugar. Mm, Two amazing nights of music. Um, Jacques Renault, the first night from Brooklyn, New York City, house DJ. That's cool, yeah. Amazing. So good. Richie had to leave early because he wasn't feeling well. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. And they had smoke machines in there, which is silly. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah, I don't – they can really – yeah, get to you if you're feeling a bit under the weather as well. Oh, I, I had a cough awful. from hell and that oh, just, no, yeah. smoke machine isn't going to help. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it was just awful. Yeah, I could not stick around. But yeah, it was a great night by the sound of it. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, that one I lasted till about two, quarter past two in the morning. Oh, fuck, I think that's Which good. I got, yeah, I got dragged away and I was kicking and screaming. <laughs> 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 because I'm subjected to... So the bear doesn't like house music at all. And I thought, right, I'm on holiday and I'm, I'm going to have a good time. And it was such amazing music. And um, the next night, DJ Stingray from Detroit played. And that was even better. Is that it was different. He's techno that? and electro. Oh, okay, and yeah. he plays with a um, balaclava on. Oh, right. okay. oh wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to be hot. That, but that's his stage persona. That's mm. what he does. It's like MF Dean with his mask. He like, never takes his mask yeah, off. That's yeah, that's right. Um, but the music was absolutely incredible. And it was so nice. To, I really miss that music, getting really deep and really in the zone. And, and it's a, quite a... 
extra personal thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it does take you – it's a psychological thing, I think, more with that. I mean, the uh, if you get what I mean. And it, it, um, the bear says, oh, it's too repetitive. It's like, well, yeah, but you kind of get into this yeah, well, when you really – it's, like, it's almost like meditation. You get into when, a trance, but you're dancing, yeah, and it, it's a personal, wonderful find thing. With, with music yeah. like that, when I got stoned and listened to music, you, you find the individual beats repeating beats, but then you tune into the different patterns as you go. You find mm. one beat, and then mm. you listen to that for a bit, and then you tune into another part of it, and you just go through all the layers, and then you're just kind of going in and out of them. And that's generally when I've got drunk and then got really stoned and I, I can't <laughs> literally can't move and I just put some music on and then I just you just go like like the unicorn says um, <laughs> <laughs> almost um, yeah you get into this like meditative state with it almost and yeah you just, you you just go deep into the layers of the music mm. and, and when you're dancing to that as well it's like you're the only person on the dance floor you know yeah, yeah. there could be thousands of people around you you know mm. and you just go into your zone yeah you know and it's nice to have bodies around you but kind of you you're not focused on yeah anybody you don't else. care you're about just, yeah, yeah you're not caring about what you're looking like dancing or you just well, you're it. just into that yeah. beat and i find also with when you're dancing with it you find one of the beats that you keep to so mm. like you might be on a different sort of thing to someone else mm. next to you who's maybe down into a different mm. rung of the kind of the pattern mm. of the beats yeah. and stuff like yeah. it's really interesting it's cool. and there's that respect on the dance floor as well people aren't bumping into you it's about the music oh well if it's drum and bass they are but you're supposed to with oh that, speaking so. of drum and bass yeah. did you know that <laughs> the sydney Drum and bass DJ Alf, no. DJ Alf. You know, no. he, oh, the guy who died. Yeah, yeah, he was only fifteen. He he yeah. um, was playing at Tokyo Sing Song, had a heart attack, and died behind the decks. Oh, yeah, yeah last weekend. Yeah. yeah, last Saturday night. Yeah, his memorial was cool. um, on so Wednesday. It's a way to go out doing what he loves. Well, that's what I said yeah. to the bear. I said going out with a bang, doing what he loves, but he's leaving two yeah, wife and two kids yeah, behind, gotcha. which yeah. is very sad. Very sad, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, I mean, if you're going to go, that's the way to do it, isn't it? And have, yeah. you know, a, a whole crowd of people around you loving it right up till that moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have yeah. been a bit of a downer, though. Can you imagine? Well, I suppose if you're there. <laughs> for yeah, you, I mean, for yeah. you. Yeah, or you just, the music keeps playing and, yeah, no. And suddenly, no, I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't laugh about that. It would have been a really We've, awful thing. Well, there's been famous comedians that have um, Yeah, yeah, that have happened on stage. A few and people have happened, laughed yeah. and laughed and laughed because they thought it was part of the show, mm. but they've actually died. There was a British... <clears throat> comedian that it happened to you a few, mu- few months ago yeah it happened yeah so and no one realized and then kind of everyone realized and it was like, oh, fuck. yeah well there was that circus last week as well where one of the performers fell um i think it was like six meters or seven meters or something really high mm. um and she had no safety net and everybody in the oh, crowd shit. thought it was part of the act mm. until of course all the lights come up and you know, people screaming and crying and, <coughs> you know. Hell. Yeah, that's not good. Go yeah, on. she was hanging by a chin from a, uh, a hoop. <gasps> um, oh, so broke her neck. No, no, she like she broke, uh, barely even hurt herself. It was quite remarkable. She, obviously, she knows how to fall. Yeah, okay. Um, and she must have sort of softened the way that she fell and hit the ground, you know, being a professional. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they thought that she probably killed herself, but she got off really, really oh, she right. Was actually oh, right that's right. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I think it sounded yeah. like, I, I didn't read about that <coughs> one. It sounded like she if she'd fallen that way, you'd, you'd expect that it would break your neck. Yeah, yeah. I think she was very, very lucky. Um, and they were saying that she was going to be back on the show within a week or two. What? So, yeah, yeah, I know. Crazy but I suppose you're so strong if you do that sort of stuff that you've got such strong kind of muscular support everywhere that you probably can take punishment like that. Yeah. 
get away with it most of the time, I guess. But mm. um, yeah. we wouldn't know about that. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, but no. What you were saying about um, when you said about the kind of community that you had with your the kind of the warehouse parties and all mm. that sort of stuff in Leicester when I was there at university, so ninety nine to two thousand and one. It was like that for the drum and bass scene because mm. that was drum and bass was getting huge around that time in the yeah, UK. Yeah, and it was big in Sydney yeah. at that time as well. And, yeah. um, every every week there was probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday there was a gig on that you could mm. go to, and they were like world famous drum and bass DJs coming out every week. And mm. So you could just go out on a Wednesday night, for instance, and see someone incredible. Um, and it was the same, always the same people. Yeah, it's like probably like a thousand people between all these different gigs that would go and you just recognize people and get become friends with them and yeah and just yeah. you'd always see the same guy on the dance floor and he, you wouldn't really even chat with him you just give a nod and then you just off you go into the dancing like, yeah yeah um, it's, it's a nice community kind of thing isn't yeah, it yeah and it was always yeah it was, it was incredible yeah really amazing time and I, I went between there and bristol which was also like that was kind of capital of drum and bass at the mm. time so it was just ridiculous some of the gigs i, I think i think there, the difference with the uk and sydney though as you say like on a wednesday night you could go out and that would happen in Sydney. It always kind of had to be a Friday or a Saturday because we just don't yeah. have the number of people to support it. But Yeah, I mean, it's university town as well. So it was like when you're a student, you just don't have to fucking do anything. So you just get <laughs> drunk and fucked up and you don't really... I, I barely put in a paper. Oh, I barely even did that. My, <laughs> my, my, my first year I did some work and the second two years... <laughs> Not well. The second year, not that much. I can't really remember that much. I ate a lot of chicken and smoked a lot of weed. Right. And the third year, did you get your degree? Yeah, I got a two one. I got it's like a probably wow. a, a B. I suppose you call it. I don't know how I've done it. Friends I've, reference yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, a seven. seven, a seven. Yeah, I was so good. Yeah, so my third year, I I had. I had three hours a week that I had to go into uni for, and I only made it into one hour a week of those because wow. <laughs> two, the two of those classes were nine in the morning. Mm. Well, you were always again. getting getting stoned. Happen, is it? Nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but you were getting stoned with your sister and her boyfriend at the time. Well, that was that was A level. That was uh, just before uni. That right. was when I first got into weed. My sister got me into. So is A level so. like college? A levels, yeah. So that's sixteen to eighteen. It's like then, it's like oh, HSC. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that's I did art. Well, I guess I did art. I did design and technology, where you kind of design shit and make it really badly. That's what I did anyway. And then <laughs> I did business studies because I thought I had to do something sensible. Mm. And I completely <laughs> that make you some money. I completely fucked that up. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just, I just, I failed the first year, mm-hmm. and I had to do everything in the second year. It was just a complete. I spent all the time just getting stoned and in the art department, just painting and doing all that shit. So. Yeah, doing what you really liked. Yeah, yeah. So I scraped a C in business studies, mm-hmm. and then in uh, in art, I got like ninety eight percent. So I got like some ridiculous high score, it's like mm. high top, score, a literal high <laughs> score. I used to go to my sisters at lunchtime, get really stoned because they were they they had because they were both chefs, and my sister and her boyfriend. So oh, I'd so go you got and, spliffed oh, so it up, well. and hit the bomb, do that, smoke mm. a big spliff, and then. <laughs> Bumble back to, to college, which is just up the road, and just paint it all after. Telling me that last week he, um, his knee about his, the joints, yeah, yeah you'd so, roll, roll them up with so, sushi mats. So, my sister, because oh, what a great idea, yeah, yeah so <laughs> they'd be but, huge, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, because I hadn't smoked cigars, I hadn't smoked weed really, and my sister got me into it. And her and her boyfriend, they used to smoke these spliffs that were like. Yeah, seven I inches, used to eight roll inches those. long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with, a, it with was, three, with three of the yeah, three uh, the single Rizla. skinners. Well, we we just had tear offs, so you mm. just you can do it as long as you want. 
and then but they don't have this rolling mat it's like a sushi mat but it's finer bamboo bits so yeah. it's designed for rolling spliffs mm-hmm. and so i thought because i hadn't really done much smoking before that i thought that's how long you roll spliffs <laughs> <laughs> and no, then that, my sister my spliff. sister got me a, a rolling mat and all this stuff and he's like, there you go like, oh, okay and then she used to sort me out with weed and stuff and because uh, all my mates would get really shit like hashish like not so yeah. good solid like so you, you can get good hashish but this wasn't but she'd get me proper good skunk like really good bud <laughs> and um so i was like the go-to guy to get everyone stoned ganja guy and um and especially if you were holding them that long. well yeah I so mean, i turn up with this spliff that was like you know eight inches long and all these other guys got little single skinners like two yeah. inches and, and they do that and i just pull this joint out, i'm like Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like wait yeah. a minute what's that itty bitty thing you've yeah. got there God, it was ridiculous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then I realised oh actually that isn't normal no. it's like yeah, and then you were so. saying that you could roll two joints at once yeah I used to be able to yeah <laughs> wow okay yeah I've yeah. never done that I, I, I was a good joint roller though yeah I, I was really good at it. I was always the, the group joint roller. Yeah, and I loved doing yeah. it as well. Oh, the ritual. Yeah, because, you know, we'd be wasted and we'd be back at the house <laughs> and it'd be like, I'd just sit there and just roll joints yeah. all night. Oh, I used you know. to love it. I Yeah. But all of us are really good at it. So we that's why we smoked so much weed because everyone wanted to skin up themselves because mm. they loved skinning up. And mm. Yeah, so... But, oh yeah, I used to love it. Just the perfect, like you know, that long and just, just oh, I just the whole process of it and the, it was like zen almost. Yeah. Did it well, once just, again, it's so a, fucking good. You get into a meditative state. Yeah, it's it's totally, a process, yeah. and you'll it's and a first and then there's a reward the, at the end. Yeah. yeah, I used to love it. Mm. And for me, who's a bit OCD, it was kind of rolling the, the, the <laughs> yeah the perfect a split the perfect <laughs> split you know, and mine would look like a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they would yeah. be that perfect. And yeah. I used to take a lot of pride in that. So, you yeah. know, you'd, you'd so you, the, you you'd wouldn't let the, anyone smoke it? No. You'd do the first one quickly so that people had something. And then after that, you could then take your time and be an artist yeah, about okay, it. You yeah. know? I used to like the perfect, yeah. So, you know, standard sort of length, like a normal long skin. And then just taper very ever so slightly, mm. but perfect. No yep. kinks, no yep. things. And just like, yeah. Yeah. I used to love it. So yeah, there's good. a real art. And I, I think I could I could still skin up perfectly now, even though I've not really smoked weed and fucking years but yeah i know i could just straight away just straight back into it but i'm, I can't I'm sure i, I do yeah yeah but i don't do that anymore yeah, it sends me leapy when i do it now <laughs> me too yeah you don't mind yeah. a space cake though doll oh just yeah. a nibble <laughs> <laughs> a little Not, nibble yeah a, li- a little nibble is good you know <laughs> yeah, yeah more than a nibble but kind of yeah i, yeah, I like i like I the creeping up on you kind of thing yeah. you know with no, the space cake Oh, too high? Yeah. yeah. Oh, across okay. it, it's fine, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the best way. Oh, so you're talking better. across the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get used to it. Um, God, I'm such a novice, aren't I? Yeah, that's no, right. You know. But listen to you. Your voice sounds gorgeous. Does it? Have yeah. I got that nice timber? Mm, yeah, definitely. It's yeah. like honey. Oh. <laughs> honey. <laughs> I've got a face for radio. <laughs> Velvet timber. Yeah. <laughs> darling, you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, darling. <laughs> yeah, I should stay on radio. straight back at you, but whatever. Um... Uh, yeah, no, Dagalade. So we saw Elaine yeah. Crombie. Yes, and she you, was incredible. Yeah. And Who's did that? you know anything about her before we'd seen her? I didn't. I was actually doing some research on her, and she. So she's a theatre performer mostly, mostly, um, but she and does a bit, a, of, l- bit of comedy and and a little bit of television as well. But she's mostly TV, done movies. mostly done Belvoir, correct? Uh, Sydney Theatre Company. She's an Aboriginal woman. She'd be what? 40 maybe mid 30s she's been performing for 20 years and the show that we saw she wrote all those songs 20 years ago yeah yeah she was brilliant. I mean, that was a real surprise for us. We didn't go there for that. Um, we, we went specifically to go and see the IOTA show, but we got the tickets for Elaine. For $3 um, each. Yeah, because a friend of ours was involved with the 
the actual festival. Mm. So um, that was kind of a real last minute thing. And was she was fantastic. Yeah, what a beautiful voice. She was so incredible. So like a soul kind of singer kind of thing. So or it's what part of, of the mm. cabaret festival and that's the we predominantly went down there to see Iota and we were fortunate enough to see her as well. Um, and look, I've only known her as being an Indigenous comedian mm. um, prior to this and I read up a bit about her as well. I mean, she's done... Um, have you seen um, – she does a TV show on the ABC called uh, – it's called Something in Kitty. Ah, uh, uh, no, I don't know. I'm going to get some water. Do they want any water? Uh, yes, please. Um, yeah, so she's done – oh, was that, <laughs> is that she, him well, barking? She's done quite a lot of stuff, hasn't she? I was really um, quite impressed. And, yeah, oh, so it's Kiki and Kitty. Mm. It's really, really funny. So it's about a um, – it's about a young black woman um, living in a big white world and Crombie plays her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually a big black woman and her best friend. Right. And oh, it's, well, a, of course. it's a funny thing. So she's working in this office and she's quite a timid um, she's quite a timid character, but um, yeah, Kitty the vagina is not right. and quite wild and outrageous as you can be. And she's quite outspoken. Quite outspoken. Quite she'll demanding. Be, and she'll be at where oh, mm, <laughs> but rewarding. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Very, very um, comforting. Mm. <laughs> she knows what she likes. Good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gagging? Yeah. <laughs> no. I know. Too much talk about vaginas. Anyway, moving on. Uh, anyway, the the so the story the um the show was called Janet's Vagrant Love. Yes. Yes. That's and right. And how would you have described the whole experience? Oh, it started off very funnily, didn't it? Yeah. Well, look, it was a real. I mean, it was a real story of her life, wasn't it? And it was very moving, and it was very sad, and it was also very angry. Mm. Um, but it was. It was also really beautiful. Mm. And so she she told, you know, it was a one-woman show, basically. She had two musicians on stage. Uh, and she told her story about, you know, and it was kind of in, involving the stolen generation and her first love and and rape. and Being her first sexual experience yeah. and her first love oh, being hell. gay and then killing himself. Yeah, so very, it was really intense. Very and confronting. Was, yeah. However, as you said... The she songs. has the voice of just oh. incredible voice. An and angel, but a power powerhouse of an angel. Yeah, and so it was kind of almost folk sort of singing, I suppose. That was kind of what I was sort of thinking it was. It was... Mm. Yeah, because um, it was more folky story storytelling mm. sort of style. But she'd, she'd be doing a monologue and then she'd break into a song. Mm. And I... Th- Look. And it was it was kind of seamless though, wasn't it? It was very natural the way that it all flowed. Yeah, it okay. felt it felt really honest and really sincere. And Started off pretty funny though because uh, she's coming out and it's the the stage is very minimalistic. It's set in a bedroom, and she's got a coffee cup and uh, she's getting ready to do her thing. Someone's phone goes off. <laughs> Fucking out. And oh, she and she just said. It's okay, don't worry about me. Get answer it. Answer it. <laughs> and the phone's still going. She said, No, 
Answer it. Answer yeah. it. Yeah. Answer it. <laughs> I command wow. you. Yeah. And it just and kept we ringing could not and ringing, didn't stop. It? I think the person was mortified, but we could not stop laughing. Yeah, I think and they were too embarrassed to move. Oh, yeah. definitely. But it was such kind a of funny... Like kind of frozen. around, oh, kind of fun. going, oh, who yeah. is it? You know, knowing full but well it's in their bag. It was such a great... Um, it just really gave the impression of how much of a wonderful performer she is for mm. that not to throw her off. Yeah, that, just yeah. taking a stride and yeah. oh, and taking the piss. And how funny was she taking the piss out of her kids? Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> She's got two two boys. She's a single mother, and um, just talking about how they can be such terrors, but saying I fucking love you, grating <laughs> 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 the teeth. But she's um. She's one to watch out for. Yeah. I mean, there were moments in it that were, you could hear a pin drop. I mean, people were yeah, on okay. the edge of their seats. Some and people was, left when the did, rape when yeah. the, the, the rape storyline really? popped up. Yeah. yeah, because she's saying her first sexual experience was unfortunately a rape. And it, it, that was obviously hard hitting and very heavy and probably too, too close. Too confronting for Well, for probably close to someone's own personal experience. Mm. And they, they could not deal with it. So they had to... Escape. Yeah, okay. mm. yeah, and it was. It, there were times where I mean, I, I cried. I know. I think every all of mm. our group cried. Mm. Um, but it was, you know, it was very redemptive at the end, and it was, yeah, you yeah. Know, it was quite uplifting at the end, and it was very hopeful. But <laughs> yeah, you know, there were times in it where you could just like it was so tense and so uh, tightly wound. You yeah, know, okay. you could just. It was like, oh my god, you were almost. I'm scared to breathe. You know, to make mm. a sound. It was. Yeah, it was full on. It was um, mm. impressive stuff. Well, yeah, she, um, all of us have so much respect with the way that she conveyed herself. And Mm -hmm. as you said, it was, um, she was quite angry in parts, however. No, she had every right to be as well, though. definitely, but not casting any blame, Mm. but telling her story, Mm. how it was. And uh, it was, we were very lucky. That was a bit of a lottery ticket. Wasn't it was, it? yeah. I felt like that was. I was just so thrilled that we got to see that. Mm. And Although no, it sounds my, amazing. My friend turned around. She kept on saying, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> and then Why? another because, because it was so heavy and intense yeah. and mm. raw and confronting. And it's, I'm sorry. Like, no, it's okay. No, that's we good. love think, this. Yeah, we yeah. love this. Yeah, we, that's, we, we, that's what I love. See, that's what you love. Yeah, and look, yeah. and she wove in the right time of comedy, the right type of comedy, not the slapstick stuff that you were that yeah. that detracted from the uh, AO Langfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had lo- lovely moments of you know lightness and brevity, and yeah. um, but it was all just you know mixed in beautifully and and i think that's what i really love is i love being moved i love you know feeling something Mm. um and yeah and and hearing people's stories i love that truth and that honesty yeah um, yeah yeah, i mean look if i'd known how good it was going to be i would have paid a hundred dollars to go and see Mm. it yeah sure um you know the three dollars was a bonus it was a kind of a very last minute thing Mm. but now that i know who she is i mean when she comes to sydney i'll certainly be queuing up to go and see her so Mm. yeah Mm. Oh, and she, yeah, she's, um, does she, she does quite a lot of things. So she's a, uh, an actress, composer, director, singer, producer, comedian, and a writer. So she's okay. well rounded and she's involved in an artistic, well, I think she's on the board of a, a major Indigenous artistic um, group to boost up yeah, Indigenous okay. artists, which is brilliant as well. Is her music available to buy from? 
somewhere. I actually like, don't know. Oh. I'll, I'll look into that. I remember she's got a Bandcamp page or something. Or well, I don't think she part. does. So I did I, I did a bit of a Google and even her IMDb was very minimal. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Actually, really, all I could find was articles. So I had to read interviews to get the pieces of information. Was that right? Yeah. As well? Yeah, I was quite disappointed by how much mm. there was about her. I mean, yeah. I think she could be promoting herself really quite well. Yeah, I always find pe- people who getting a Bandcamp page is really, really good for people like that because they get a lot more of the money for sales and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of the artists I follow who I really like, who are these like underground hip hop guys who are not very well known, they they all have these Bandcamp pages and you you just buy stuff directly through that and they get basically all the sales rather than going through iTunes or something else. And, yeah. and it's great quality. Oh, the quality you can get full high res, full FLAC files. Um, and you can actually, they, they put a recommended price, but you can actually go higher if you want to give them a bit of extra money. Oh, and, that's nice. And they yeah. have all these special edition things they mm. do and merchandise and lots, lots more detail and history about who they are as mm-hmm. well. And there's like an information page and yeah, I find them really good. Because so, it's predominantly yeah. digital downloads, however you can buy vinyl or Yeah, there's lots of limited edition vinyl things that's correct. and this kind of stuff. Which mm-hmm. really good, yeah. And what's fantastic about Bandcamp as well is you'll go to the bottom of the page and it'll actually, you, you end up going down a rabbit hole because it'll give like, you similar yeah, artists and then people who not like just this also bought this and all mm. this kind of stuff but it also so, have yeah. you been caught up with some of the articles about music genres and really, yeah read it's really fascinating i've gone down the rabbit hole of artists so i follow these guys called um a1 and phonics who are like these like underground hip-hop guys and that's like really good hip-hop like really meaningful lyrics but old school kind of beats so it's it's and really but really mellow chilled out stuff so mm-hmm. i really like it and then they have they work with different people and then you find them and they just go from there and different producers who they work with and then you find their music and it's just this incredible little chain of people who will work together and mm-hmm. but really good beautiful music like it's um yeah and all, all three band campus is great so yeah. I've, I've not heard of Bandcamp. Before. Yeah, it's great. It's surprise, such surprise. a surprise. I'm a complete technophobe, yeah. so you know it's not not a surprise really. But it sounds great. Yeah, I guess it would be sort of how maybe um, what was the music thing? I'm trying ages to think what the original been, music platform was before SoundCloud and Mixcloud came on. Oh. Almost like MySpace, but yeah, it was MySpace. But yeah, but it, really for music, and well, it's MySpace almost like that. Music. But and you, ha- you essentially have your own page, and then information about yourself, and some merchandise that you sell, and then all your albums, and then, um, and then people that you work with, and it's it's kind of yeah, I guess it's like a bit of a MySpace or like Society Six. Do you know the Society yes, Six kind of yes. stuff? It's like an art artist's kind of thing, similar kind of thing, and you can put your artwork up, and then you can get T-shirts Reposit- printed Repos- and all that Repos- kind of stuff. I've got a mis- I've got a Society Six page. I'm putting up some oh, designs very soon. We talked soon. about that so, last time. Yeah, so like some logos for this podcast and my foodie stuff, and also some funny, really obscure, random, geeky quotes from comedies and stuff that I want to put up. Okay, so just like really obscure stuff that probably only me and my one mate would actually get, but <laughs> but we can both get a t-shirt though. So. Yeah, yeah, he'll just have cool. to buy lots of them. You can do it, and you can you can just get all your logos, and you can put it on a, a tote bag or a t-shirt or like a shower curtain or like a get a print of it. Or mm-hmm. um, it's really good actually how it works. So um, and you don't pay anything; you just put your page up, and then you just if you want a t-shirt, you just buy it, and it's like. 20 bucks or something and you get a really good t-shirt with it printed on there it's really great so who makes money out of that then if it doesn't cost any money to put up a page or well it's it's so if someone likes your design and they want a t-shirt they do it and let's say it's 25 dollars for a t-shirt mm-hmm. the society six guys print it 
they take 40% or 60%. You get, right, okay. You get 40% of that sale. Mm-hmm. And obviously they pay the money and, you know, so it's like having your own, if you if you just want to do t-shirts, you can just do it through these guys and it's all good quality stuff. And, mm-hmm. But you don't actually, you have no overheads essentially. Right, so, okay. Um, yeah. But they take a larger proportion because they're getting it printed and shipping it and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you do get a little cut of it. So yeah, cool. it's, it's a really good, um, really good place actually, really good system. And obviously if you want to get a print done of something that you've done, you can just stick it on there and get it just say yeah, i want that and just buy it yourself essentially yeah so, right yeah no it's really 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 good system actually mm. i really like it so okay that's yeah. pretty cool that's cool yeah all right it's excellent oh yeah i'm just hide the oh i wanted to i forgot to mention in my um david mancuso um research guess who one of one of the um disco historians is who's that tim lawrence oh me you amazing did you know you did I that i never knew no. <laughs> when, when, when did i do that well in the 70s and you're still doing it i oh, think shit, yeah i was born in the 70s <laughs> just so. <laughs> i couldn't believe it i thought that, that's really um incredible yeah, yeah so he like interviewed mancuso a lot in his time hmm. guess who's coming to town you're going to be happy uh, and i want to hear your opinion on this mm. Banksy, mm-hmm. Bank, well, not Banksy. So his former manager and photographer, um, his name is Steve Lazaridis. He is un- <laughs> maybe it is Banksy though. He well, so this guy. I was going to say we, still, we don't know who Banksy is. Well, though, this is we? it, and he still he still sells his stuff through his gallery, which I never knew about, and I've signed up for. Um, so I didn't think you can buy any Banksy's. I thought the whole point with Banksy is he doesn't want people to buy his stuff. He no, you can. Remember that one that was with the shredded? Went, went, yeah, the yeah, one but that, that wasn't supposed auction. to happen though. He that was a gift to someone, and he built in this thing in it. So in case someone did decide to sell it, he then oh. activated it and then it shredded it. That was is that right? Yeah, yeah. So that. it was. So essentially, he built this thing, and there's a video of him building this frame with this shredder built in. Mm. So the idea was, I think that he was supposed to. I think it was a charitable thing, or he gave it to someone or something, and um, they were never supposed to sell it. That was the arrangement or something. And yeah, then they decided right. to sell it, and it was going to go for one point whatever million. Mm. And then, but then I don't know if that whole thing was that he knew that person was probably going to sell it, and he set the whole thing up, and it was like trying to. I don't know, get back at people with their greed and all that sort of stuff and just say, well, look. But then ironically, it happened and then it became it worth, it was worth double what they paid for it because yeah. it's this half-shredded thing and it was such a big thing and it was filmed. And You have, um, you have to wonder about that, don't you? Because, I mean, the... Um, the amount of press that that got yeah, has I mean, been fantastic for him. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, so how, how intended was it? Or well, I, th- how I think it was intended. Was I think he knew it was going to happen and I think it, that the actual, the piece of art was that moment happening and it being filmed and then that yeah. thing happening the whole thing it became it was almost like it was unfinished again. yeah yeah it was like and then when that happened that was the that's whole the final piece yeah yeah which in itself is like fucking hell that's just fucking amazing like yeah. this, this guy is so fucking cool but yeah but then i don't know who then whoever bought it they then had it and then they're like right well that's worth like twice now twice yeah as much we're not going to sell it we've taken it off so, the market yeah and then it'll sell it again in like a few years and it's like mm worth you know three times i don't know but yeah i mean it's in it's oh 
so cool i do like banksy yeah and obviously uh, in bristol where i spent a lot of time he, that's kind of where he's from so there's loads of banks he's oh, is he from place. bristol yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah so bristol's a pretty cool little town oh it's isn't amazing it? I mean, yeah i think london but smaller but, yeah, yeah i've been there i didn't think it was all that cool but uh, you know i was there for probably too oh, gritty and grimy for you it's very <laughs> grimy and <laughs> it didn't want to get I, any I was more impressed with bath i what? liked bath yeah, bath, better, yeah, yeah. My, my parents all live in it yeah bath. I, I spent a long time so tell how may tell your sister's story oh yeah so my sister works or worked at this well, what still does work at this vegan well it's a vegetarian cookery school but now it's fully vegan and she's worked there for like 15 years and now she's getting to buy the uh company Oh, wow. I don't know if I should really say yet. I think it's official. 1st of August. Is it the 1st of August yet? Uh, no. Your no. sister. <laughs> yeah, so and you spoke about it last week. I did speak about it last week. trading? Oh, yeah. Buy, buy shares. So she's now basically Show me the money. with her friend there getting the company together now. So, And that's literally right in the centre of Bath where that beautiful garden is, that, that mm. sunken garden by the, there's like a bridge and water and there's a little really beautiful garden. So it's right in the centre by the big church. Yeah. Um, so that's literally a little bit, uh, one of the buildings there. So, yeah, Bath's beautiful. But yeah, Bristol was very grimy compared to Bath. But Very new town. If you mm. want to party and have fun and go to a random house party and meet awesome people and go to a good gig, then you go to Bristol. Yeah, you wouldn't go to Bath to yeah. party. No. I've got a really cool a photo pub, of me on the um, suspension bridge at Bristol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beside yeah, the yeah. sign that says, you know, if you're going to jump, you know, call this number and, you know, <laughs> someone will come and help you and... And so I've kind of got this very desperate look on my face, yeah, like, okay. uh, reading the sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, Clifton. Oh, the things that we do. Bridge, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Clifton's oh, super young. fancy. My mate went to university there to do uh, to the veterinary school there, and his halls of residence was right near that bridge. Actually, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's a cool city. But there's some really fancy areas and some really fucking grimy areas. Like walk down the street at the wrong time of day, and you'll get robbed. Yeah, well, that's, right. That's we had our car like broken into numerous times, and you know. Yeah, mm. I guess so, yeah. Well, look yeah. at how, um, when you're on the finger wharf at Woolloomooloo, but then you've got all that housing commission, which, I, which is down the road, which is pretty on um, yeah, Crown Street. Yeah, that's a bit kind of mm. grimy Even just there, walking bit, through the day. The vibes a bit. Yeah. I, I used to walk through there to go to work, but I'd say hello to all the all the guys that were in the park because they're people and they're going through hard times and they'd appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, but they're not I mean, the problem. I don't think they're the people who rob people. It's the, young, no, no, it's it's the younger it's people. The, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all the, the, the desperate junkies. I mean, the guys who stay at the Matthews Albert Hostel are all homeless, but they're, yeah, yeah I mean, they're not bad guys at all. Oh, no, and no, they, at all. God, they really. hang around all there during the day, and I know it's a bit confronting when you walk through, you kind of go, oh, God, what have I just walked into here? All of a sudden you're in a, yeah. a block of homeless people, but, yeah, I think they're quite harmless, really. Oh, we got to know a lot of them, because I lived in King's Cross for years at this hostel, mm. like a long time. You lived at for, a hostel? Yeah, for, for like, on and off for about four years, oh, pretty much. For four years when we in were a living, hostel. Yeah, oh, but he was a flashbacker. Can you please elaborate? I was earning good money and I was paying like 150 bucks a week. You know, it was, I was doing all right. But I spent all of it on weed. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And other um, yeah. supplies. Yeah, sometimes. So, I mean, yeah. flash, so, flashbacker for me, that just means cheap. Uh, yeah, I yeah, don't but know. You go it's glamping. Like, yeah, you I go glamping. do go glamping. But was, yeah, but if I was earning good money, I wouldn't be staying in a hostel. Yeah, I, it was weird. It was more the... 
the social side of it and just it was so much fun okay. I just was keeping the job down and awesome groups of people and just mm-hmm. partying every night yeah and, you know what I actually it was, I can, it was I a can lot of fun that. but yeah. there were points like so I did I'd last about maybe six months and have to move out for a bit and then I'd come back after a few months and then I'd do a year and then have to go away for a few months. Wow. But if it, it just what, depended were you in, on the were you in shared dormitories and everything, or you had yeah, sometimes I well, I went full flashpacker and just got a private room. Yeah, right. But that was quite a lot of money at the time. But mm. it was still doable. It was like yeah, fine. But yeah, um, but I, you just share with people you knew, and it was actually quite good. And you just I don't know, it's just a real sense of community there and stuff. And mm. and it was a good place to pick up girls. So yeah, <laughs> well, there it's you go. Laid, so. The truth comes there out. There it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was it was a lot of fun. I wouldn't. I it was yeah. Some How of the best old were times you? In my life. That was twenty seven to thirty one mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And just learning about house music and mm. well, you were, and, and you were in you know. thick in the thick of it before it was it wasn't in its um, heyday, but. Mm. But oh, yeah, the cross at that time, good. there were lots of big DJs coming, and like, you know, so Carl was there all the time. Fish and, yeah, the, yeah, the what, goldfish. What were the years? Oh, sorry, gold, years goldfish. Two thousand seven till two thousand twelve, I suppose. Okay. I, was, I did. Yeah, I mean, most the, the, time the cross was still fun around there. Yeah, yeah, it was cool, Definitely. and like we just, you know, you'd come out of the hostel and sit on the steps out the front and just watch everyone walk along, and you just chat Welcome to all to the, the crackheads seats. and people and smoke spliffs and with your booze and you know well, the police knew you because you were just a backpacker but you know, mm. I, I probably sneered and, at you yeah. I was living in Victoria oh, possibly, Street yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah we were like we, we'd have just been sitting on a on a step somewhere just outside our hostel and just you know, bitch please these just, commoners uh, yeah I know it's like oh, yeah. it's fucking the, convicts fucking travellers and they're yeah. taking oh, up we, all the parking us. spots yeah, with their us. fucking camper van oh, no, we, we, that wasn't and us. they're cooking yeah. breakfast in the street and no, they're no. pissing in the street no that wasn't us we were actually none of us had cars we were just in the hostel <laughs> right, so yeah, yeah. we were out there two in the morning smoking spliffs and yeah. winding everyone up and yeah, doing all that yeah. sort of stuff so. yeah I'm sure we would have met oh possibly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah how long are you in Lizzie Bay for uh, well I was in Potts Point for 15 years mm. and yeah, then I moved to Elizabeth Bay but yeah I was in Victoria Street so I guarantee you'd have probably seen yeah, I've walked past you a couple oh, of times sure. ago. Because we were in the Funk House, so that was just as McClay Street um, turns into whatever it's called. What was it? Chalice. You know, you had like McClay Street and then the the, the fountain, and then it turns into the main strip of Darling King's House, Cross. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we were like kind of just down from there sort of thing. Right, okay. Um, where the British lolly shop used to be. Just, oh. Just literally just down from there. Oh, wow. And there was okay. that little laneway from there, whatever that was called. What yeah, Lankelly Place. Yeah, so that was the where the hostel was. And yeah, there. So right, we okay. just caused a lot of problems. it's actually there. still there, to be honest. Oh, the backpackers And, the, and I think the, across, yeah. across the road is a... And there's now like a fancy a Harris farm and all this sort of stuff. Mm. So yeah. When that opened, well, that now was it's all amazing. gentrified because of all the apartments. Yeah, I fucking loved it, though, because as soon as that Harris farm opened down the road from my hostel, I'd be going in there spending like... 30 bucks a day on food because mm. flashbacking and I'll be cooking it up and all this sort of stuff and everyone's there on their two minute noodles and oh the TV was so gorgeous on Christmas day <laughs> but I used day. to share food with everyone though, yeah so, Christmas yeah. day he would be on the barbecue cooking everyone a big feed yeah. nice but I'd be doing that yeah. every day every day I'd cook enough food for like five people because I can't cook for less mm. and just let people just chip in a few bucks and yeah but you won't cook for us like, tonight no I can be bothered yeah we've, we've, <laughs> we've just had cheese and crackers yeah, although we've had yeah. some good stuff it's all been Aldi it's nice yeah, yeah, yeah. it's impressive it's yeah. 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 Then they do lobster towels. 
Wow, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. I'm almost an Audi convert. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> resisting. Some stuff, the cheese, definitely I am. And then some of those dips actually are quite good. I wasn't sure about them, but they're quite nice. Yeah, so, yeah, they're good. Um, but yeah, the cheese, I'll go there. But normally I'll do Harris Farm down the road in Leichhardt, and it's mm-hmm. just awesome. Like, yeah, so Harris Farm is fantastic. bread and just the, the deli counter with all the meats. and Yeah, yeah the quality so, of the fruit and oh, veg is really just, good yeah. too, isn't it? So I, I tend to go there, but it's impossible not to spend... You can't spend less than $50. You walk in and you spend 50 bucks, basically. You're committing to spending $50. At Harris Farm? Yeah, it's impossible not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, that looks nice. And oh, that's good. And then someone force feeds you something. You're like, oh, that's good. And now for that. Yeah, I love those force feeders. They're great. And then you have to get some bread because it's amazing. The sourdough, they home bake there. And it's Mm -hmm. just hot. If you go early in the morning, like the croissants and the bread's still warm from coming out of the oven. And Mm. it's so good. And you can get milk from in proper glass bottles that you can just refill if you want so it's like really good in terms of recycling okay yeah it's awesome that's great that's really really good the thing i hate about aldi is the um you know it's like you'll have a you'll have a ski outfit beside (laughs) a um weed something beside a vacuum cleaner beside a microwave beside a um, pot noodles, you know, a, it's a like rocking a, a, chair. Yeah, but it's like a rocking chair. I know. Yeah, it's today, it's today, a lucky, it's today a lucky dude. there was a rocking weird, chair. There was no, Gore-Tex trousers. There was a cast iron pan, and there was like and a sous vide vacuum though. thing, and a and a rocking chair. A fucking rocking chair. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> That's it great. Was, it yeah, was like it looked quite cool actually. It was like kind of Scandinavian kind of style. It was oh like, wow! Okay. It's like um oh. That's going to be like pure gin. Yeah, we're. Um, I got lemon. If you want, a bit. Oh, that's quite nineteen eighties. <laughs> mm, lemon to dilute. Mm, we'll have a gimlet. <laughs> no, I, I think that's called a martini, tonic. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Jeez, it, yeah. yeah, the gin's getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, you just been like you had, and you had the a, complaints like, are getting a drink louder and louder. Certain, <laughs> you had a drink at a certain height, and you've just been topping it up with gin each time. Mm. Like it is going to become pure gin. Yeah. I mean, I am drinking pure whiskey, so I guess I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, how come mine's not doing that? Whiskey, whiskey's supposed to be drunk straight, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas gin, I do like a bit of ice in it actually. Oh, like but our ice, our but. whiskey guy would be not very happy with you for doing Your that. Your whiskey guy. Yeah. Who's that? The guy um, that I showed the video of. Oh, yeah, the guy, the sniff and the thing. and the Yeah, so what he does <laughs> is he gets a whiskey yeah. glass and and he throws in, he says, right, he pours in about, he overflows it with ice, he goes, this, wrong, throws it off his shoulders. <laughs> Sacrilegious, it's not what you do, what you do is you get, I can't do a Scottish accent. Yeah, I can't really say it. He's like, in there, same for the you can't. No, I can't. Is that what it was supposed to be? He pours some in the glass and he's like, that's not for you and just throws it over his shoulder and then he gets smaller. What he does is that he puts in a little bit of whiskey in there, swirls it around and says, throw it out. That's a wee bit closer, isn't it? It's a wee bit closer. Yeah, throw it out and get rid of it. And then what you do is you top it up again and then you put away a bit of water in there. And that's the way you drink. Well, the technically, <laughs> technically, the correct amount, it's 25% water that's is the, the correct talking. amount. Yeah. <laughs> a dilution of 25% water into whiskey gives you the most amount of flavor, from, as in you can taste all the stuff in the whiskey, apparently. Yeah. But Isn't it weird? When you add water to whiskey, it does... You get more... It, it yeah, yeah. Amplifies and the flavor. Yeah, supposedly, according to the high-end taste, it's 25% right, water. Okay. But Ooh, the I, I, Yeah, I, I think that's probably too much. But I just like I just stick loads of ice in it and off I go. And, yeah. Because it yeah. keeps you hydrated a little bit as well. So <laughs> I, that's why I do it, really, with ice. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I... I mean, I was supposed to draw a little line on this because I tend to only go down to certain amounts, but... 
I've, I've gone. What do I you wasn't mean? paying attention. Well, so the other week I started there and I, I didn't want to go below there. Oh, you mean in one go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But now I'm already down to there. Yeah, you've gone forgot, way past like, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I did have a bit last night, so I think I'm all right at the moment. Yeah, so. you're just topping your levels up again. You'll be fine. Mm. Richard Patterson's his name and we'll throw yeah. the link. How to drink whiskey like a sir. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. a funny guy. I can't, and I can't tell if he's serious or if it's a character. There's no way of knowing. Mm. And that's the beauty of it, yeah. really. Like, is it real or is he a character? I've no idea. It's probably a bit of both, you know. Maybe, yeah, but it's it's, it's just, I don't know, he plays it so serious, but it's ridiculous at the same time. Yeah, it's like he's know, in some sketch show. Well, you know who else does that? And I couldn't work out when I first saw them. Reggie Watts. I couldn't work out if he was British or if he was American because both of his accents were on point. Reggie Watts, yeah. Yeah. Have you what, from seen? the Late Late Show? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's probably just he's picking up James com- Corden's kind of English vibe. No, no, no. He, he actually... Was it before that even? Oh, it's prior to yeah. that. I first saw him at Big Day Out probably about... Yeah, Reggie Watts is cool. Eight years ago. The Rogan episode's really funny that they do. It's kind of yeah, good, yeah, yeah. We um, were talking about that last week. I'm just here to remind you of things, aren't I, sweetie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. That short-term memory issue. Yeah, he's saying I talked about my family. Yeah. Is that I talked about DJ Dory? DJ Dory. <laughs> Did I talk about DJ? Who's DJ Dory? You. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Uh, <laughs> Dory. Dory. Gets everything, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, there it is. Should we about Joey Tribbiani? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about Joey? How you do it. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, God, fucking uh, hell. I think it's all this weed I used to smoke, I think. So I would know. you like to know where the banky... Banky. Bank, banky. 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 So he's, he's definitely over here, is he? Well, he's... Or we don't know. We don't know. Unauthorised he is, and it's going to be at the entertainment quarter. They're setting up an exhibition area. What's he going to wear, like a balaclava or He's something? He's not coming over. Right. No. But no. he might be. You just don't know. Yeah, well, who, knows? Yeah, but yeah, who knows? Is it like the Are Dismaland sure stuff? Oh, you know, I know. Right. Did you hear about the Dismaland thing that he did? No. In Brighton. So he basically set up this, like, it was almost like a art theme park that he did. And he got, it was him and loads of other artists did this whole art exhibition outside. It was like a theme park, kind of like an old English kind of theme park. And it was these incredible art installations. And then they had like live music and all this stuff. But he'd only, I think they had it on for a few days even. And they'd only let like 200 people a day in. And they actually got Run the Jewels to play to like 200 people. Like Run the Jewels is like one of the biggest hip hop bands at the moment. Mm-hmm. And they just played on the back of this removals van. They basically, it was like a, oh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah so this van it was like an old removals oh, van they just pulled the side off it and that's where they had the gig and it was like to 200 people and it was just like the most banging insane crazy hip-hop gig you've ever been to because they're like real upbeat hip-hop like kind of crazy um what's he eating is he choking well he's eating one eye oh he's eating an eye oh. yeah maybe you shouldn't get a uh oh dear the dog has eaten half of the bear <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah this Dismaland thing was incredible like it's yeah it was all set in Brighton and like Banksy did a few exhibitions well a few installations and then various other like British artists and stuff mm-hmm. um, and it was supposed to be incredible but very limited run of tickets like it wasn't really about the money it was about the experience there and, and only some hype. 200 people at each day sort of thing mm-hmm. so um, and it was like a from 
six in the evening till nine in the evening or something. So, um, but yeah, it was incredible. Apparently, my mate he's a big sort of Banksy fan and run the Jewels fan, so they managed to get tickets. And, mm. and it was like a complete lottery if you could get tickets, kind of thing. So yeah. they were really lucky to get it. But yeah, um, but yeah, that was incredible. So it, um, I, I, there's so much demand for some of those things, isn't there? I mean, the Cure came to Sydney for the um, Vivid Festival. Oh, and okay. They I, played, that, yeah. I think they played two nights at the Opera House, and so it was all ballot the tickets for that as well. Oh, okay, yeah. And probably about five or six of us went in the ballot, and none of us got tickets. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so there must have been a huge amount of demand. Yeah. And for somebody like Banksy, I mean, that would have been... Oh, oh apparently it was just huge, yeah, to get it, because it was only for a very short amount of time and obviously very limited number of tickets. Mm. So it was, I mean, yeah, I mean, my mate, I think yeah, they got four tickets or something. Like, wow. I think when you get into the ballot, you get... If you yeah, win one, you yeah. get up to 40 or something Yeah, because like you want to, so you, obviously you're going to you take, take people, people with you. you yeah. yeah, they kind of but, understand that. But I think from Banksy's point of view, it's never really about the money, which is why I think they would limit it to these very sh- low number of people. So it kind of covers the cost of putting the thing on, but that's kind of it. Yeah. So yeah. that's why he never really wants to sell his stuff. So if he buys something that's a Banksy, like a card or something, mm. he's not getting the money for that. That's mm. someone else. He's put the picture on a card and they're selling it and they're making the money. So yeah. It's it's kind of like you shouldn't really buy any Banksy stuff, really, because it's yeah. not going to him. So where really, does he so. make his money then? I don't know. Yeah, I actually don't know because he must have money, or maybe he's just got a normal job mm. or something. Or I, I just don't know. <laughs> he's a garbo. Yeah, but I mean, maybe he's got like a manager who does things, and they'll they'll do a little thing, and they'll sell it, and he'll make a bit of money somehow like that. I mean, mm. I don't really. I mean, I don't know how it works, but he's just got huge by just i mean initially in bristol it was just doing these incredible mural kind of painting things and these kind of stencil stuff mm. did he start in bristol yeah 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 so down the road from where my brother lived uh university he had a him and his five mates had this big like townhouse that they used to live in and just down the road from there there was this like it was like a two-story kind of building but there was like a a first floor level roof and then a wall at the end of it mm-hmm. and he put this really famous uh kind of mural stencil up of it's of the teddy bear throwing the molotov cocktail at the mm-hmm. police have you yes, seen that one yes, yeah. so that's that's in bristol right that one there. okay so yeah. and that was famous when that went up and that was there for years until some dickheads sprayed over it yeah and graffitied on top of it yeah but then he actually came back and fixed it up yeah just secretly like he didn't know when yeah um so and they've actually he put on an exhibition for bristol council in the town hall there mm-hmm. and put a load of his original work in the town hall when it was like a two-month exhibition oh, and, cool. and they were allowed to charge for that mm-hmm. so he because he wanted to help the the council and put money into it to help them do stuff around the city so yeah, yeah. he does stuff like that so he helps people out um to a, to better the community i suppose yeah so, so he yeah. kind of tends to do things like that and and generally where he puts stuff on a wall or something, he'll think about the person that's involved in it. And he did one on the side of a garage or something. And this dude, he didn't really want the attention, but then he managed to sell half his garage for like a million dollars, whatever it was. So Sell one wall. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, But then he had to like hire a security guard to it because people wanted to come down and look at it. And yeah, so it was like a whole yeah. thing. And he was just like, actually, yeah, I just didn't really want the attention. But I mean, it's cool, but fucking hell. <laughs> it's oh, like, come on. You know, you, you would, you'd well, have to be unhappy, would you? I'd love a Banksy on the side of my house. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. How's the pooch? Choking on something. Or is it just some grass like that they're trying to, because sometimes they eat grass and they kind of choke yeah. it up, you know? Oh, because I've, I've got 
retrieved the, the eyeball. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, you shouldn't have it. Have you put the teddy bear up? Oh, it's not chewing on it anymore. It's completely saturated. It's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> 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 Giving the love. Yeah, yeah. nice. nice. Soggy teddy. Yeah, yeah. so the banky... Banky. <laughs> banky. <laughs> We were talking about all the Banksy's round um, Bristol. And, mm. and how's about them um, putting perspex over them to try and um, preserve them? Yeah. Oh, but within the graffiti that? world, you shouldn't really... Yeah, isn't that like the number one thing that you don't do graffiti over someone else's Not really. Graffiti. If they're, if they're respected, well, then no. You shouldn't. Like the, so these, like, these people that aren't good enough that Well, yeah, if you're shit, then no. It. Yeah, if you're shit, then no. But Jealousy. For yeah, instance, but, but like, tagging's um, not graffiti, yeah. really, is it? I mean, tagging's something yeah, but else if you're defacing But if it's like a really great. incredible mm. name that they've done, in, that's kind of is. But if it's just like a shitty tag, then no. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but like, for instance, Goldie, you know, the DJ yeah. and producer Goldie, um, yeah. he was a graffiti artist originally. And there's still, in London, there's still areas he's, created something and they're still there because yeah. people out of respect just will not tag over it yeah so that and i guess that's the same for banksy i suppose but um maybe not always but you know yeah it's, well it's kind of it's speaking. a thing of honor isn't it I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah someone yeah. you you respect other people's work and you absolutely yeah. you know you don't want to be the person who's seen to be graffitiing over somebody else's work because that's just completely disrespectful yeah because people will know it's you kind of thing yeah so, exactly yeah, yeah. It, um, yeah it's interesting it's so, like the um the um Tony Abbott um, uh, mural that they did up in um, Newtown. You know, <laughs> oh, the one, yeah. What was it with him? Oh, was it Tony Abbott was the premier? No, wasn't it Tony Abbott and George Pell? Oh, yeah. They did that Yeah, one. that's Scotty Marsh. He's really fast. He's the one that does all the political ones. Yeah. So he's done the, the, the t- two Tony Abbotts getting uh, married. Oh, that uh, was right it, up, yeah. Right, right up, it's really, on Redfern Street, yeah. uh, at the front of Hunter's Corner, <laughs> right next to um, Coffee, Tea or Me. <gasps> oh, my God. Do you mind if we just pause for a minute, please? Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. There we go, we're back. All right, we are back. We just had a small cheese break. Cheese break. Nice dip. <laughs> and a little dog emergency. Emergency, yeah. A non-emergency. Uh, which I think he's just, Richie yeah. Cupcake Daddy was barking louder than him. So <laughs> Birchington, that's where the Birchington component comes from, doesn't it, darling? It sure does. Mm, you're not. <laughs> Attention, all eyes on me. <laughs> Ears, eyes, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and right on cue. Here we go. Again. <laughs> <laughs> We got it. Okay. Uh, God. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Iota. Back to Adelaide. Yay. Iota. Do you know Iota, Timmy? No. Oh, man. He did is you incredible. tell me about it at some point? Probably, yeah. Let's do a little yeah. recap. So his original name was Sean Hope. He's from WA. Did you like, though, in his bio, it said he was born either this year or that year. They weren't quite sure, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Oh, well, he tries to be as elusive as he can be. Yes, yeah. Uh, so his mum is English and his dad is Maori. He grew up in Pinjara and he actually really struggled growing up and had a really tough time in high school because he... I didn't speak about this last week. I was just reading more about him today. He was really having a hard time in the environment that he was in dealing with the fact that he was gay. So he grew long hair and became quite morose and unsavoury, swearing, Mm. spitting, trying to be, I think, what he thought was 
the most masculine, masculine swearing and spitting. Very much. Well, I just <laughs> no, but I no, I just think he went to that extreme because he just was not coping, yeah. and he actually um, moved. To so he didn't want to accept that he was gay, and he was trying to compensate for that. Or, yeah, because yeah. he was he grew up in a community which wasn't really um, accepted. Yeah, okay. And he wasn't really dealing. He he actually. Um, confessed that he was quite homophobic himself when he was living in Perth, oh, really? mm. in Pinjara. So he adopted this, I guess, this persona. And since he's moved, he actually moved with a company called Loose Goose when he was 22 to Sydney. Then he embraced the fact that he could be gay because Sydney is... There's pink pockets, aren't there, in mm. Sydney, as you know, yeah. darling? Well, it's and more accepting. And a small mm. a small country town like Pinjara mm. yeah, I suppose um, not, would be yeah. pretty rough anyway. I mean, it would be rough on, you know, most people, but, you know, on a gay man it would be pretty hard and I think that was, growing up. Mm. And I think that was his best interpretation or the way of uh, having immersion, trying not to be the antithesis of who he truly was, mm. which was not very nice and not wouldn't have been very wouldn't have boded very well for him but i think him escaping at a, a young age to sydney was a really remarkable thing because he found his calling but he also that's when he renamed he was here for four years and then he uh, by deed poll he renamed himself as iota so okay. three three things new identity openly gay and because he was a recovering alcoholic mm. yeah um, it's so hard for me to imagine being in an environment like that where you couldn't be open and honest about yourself because of prejudices towards just because of the community you're in. I guess where I grew up, maybe I was lucky with well, the, the town lucky. I grew up and maybe the, my family environment, but it was like there was never any sort of, it wouldn't have mattered at all in well, how do you between know? me because and my you're friends. A, you're and, a white straight guy. Yeah, I guess so. But Did you have any gay friends? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. It's, I mean, where, where I was from, I mean, it wasn't particularly multicultural so much, a little bit, but um, but there was never any between me and my friends and family and my friends' families. There was never any racist stuff at all that would would I'll be talked about, or any prejudice in terms of your sexuality or anything like that. It was, I don't know, it was. I guess I was quite lucky in that environment, really. It's, I don't know. But maybe, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But it's a very kind it's of middle-class environment like to grow up in. But it was a beautiful yeah, environment yeah. to the way it should be. But mm. I think between me or any of my friends, it wouldn't have mattered at all if someone had come out as being gay or, you know, anything like that. It's just, yeah. So it's really hard for me to imagine someone being in a situation where there's all this kind of stuff around them Animosity they're so scared and to lack of acceptance be true to who they are and stuff well, and, yeah. and I think all of that is bred from fear right and ignorance mm. and lack of exposure and so yeah. are you okay to talk about your trajectory into being a gay fabulous man <laughs> wow okay that was that was that was a bit of a detour I wasn't yeah. expecting <laughs> that yeah. I haven't prepped for that um yeah well you don't have to no 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 I mean I'll keep it brief I mean look my family are fantastic um my sister is a dyke um and my two cousins are both dykes as well so yeah, the whole and, it, family and it all comes through dad's bench. side it's of the fabulous. family okay. yeah. it's awesome I love it <laughs> and and it was a thing you know it was difficult I mean in, in school I didn't want to come out because yeah. you don't want to be different in school you don't want to stand out yeah, I suppose um, even in my school actually that probably would have been a bit 
difficult, I suppose, for people. Yeah. Yeah. But and it was one of those things, you know, I just didn't I didn't want people to know. I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really like anybody in school that much either that I wanted to share that with them. But I mean, as soon as I finished my HSC, um, a friend of mine who was also gay, I mean, we went off to our first dance party and you know, I came out and, you know, and it was like I was 17 and then all the world was good. So yeah, yeah. Okay. it was, um, look, I was pretty lucky. I mean, you know, I come from accepting, very accepting family and, yeah. and you know, had really good friends. And it, the hardest thing for me was how I thought people would perceive me. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, once people, you know, and everyone sort of said to me, oh, we know when I came out. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we already guessed that a few years yeah, ago. Knew before about you 15 face. years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was all fine. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't such a difficult thing. But I think being in a country town would be hard and I being particularly yeah, in a small yeah. country town. Um, you know, like, like Pinjara or something like that, mm. or, you know, for Aboriginal kids or, mm. you know, in these small, um, uh, remote, remote, you know, places and mm. that, that would be really tough. It's really yeah. hard when I think it, it comes down to, yeah, it comes down to people not knowing, um, anybody else who's gay. So they've got no experience of that. They've got no, um, like a lack support. of understanding yeah. and support yeah. and support yeah. some, yeah. someone to shoot the breeze and share share your your thoughts and feelings with yeah. because once you do that with anyone mm. they make more sense yeah and you'd feel very alone as a young kid yeah, but you, know, yeah. you would definitely yeah. feel very alone so it's probably even almost more the fear of what could happen you know if you came out rather than the actual yeah. result of what, about might what people might think or say mm. Or, yeah. Mm. Yeah. and getting beaten up i mean i used to get beaten up at school but i mean you know probably lots of people got beaten up at school yeah, yeah. Um, you know. well, I think what in, did you do? In that. Well, no, I think in, in kind of, hey, I suppose. I, I was fabulous, all right. that, which is why I got beaten up. At there was like <laughs> bullying and stuff in schools at that point as well. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. It's probably a lot of people were kind of just. Yeah. A bully's a bully. It doesn't, you know. Yeah, they'll exactly. bully someone no matter what, really. So. Yeah, you've got red hair, you're fat, you're too thin, you're too short, you're too. You got gingivitis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but with bullies, it's virus, just it? it was just someone look at you in a wrong way or something, or yeah. you, know, you just sort of I don't know. We had a few at our school who were like that, who were bullies who would just go after people and get bored and then try and go after someone else or whatever. And yeah, know, so. yeah, and they're the ones who today are struggling with their lives. Oh yeah, they, most of them now are drug addicts and fucked up their lives and just oh, completely just mm. yeah. So well, it's like, angry, well, you know, yeah, angry yeah. alone. You know, they don't have those connections with people. You yeah, know, yeah, and. So. And that's a really sad thing, you know. Yeah, because as you... Yeah, it is actually sad for them because that stems from something... Who knows what that stems from? That yeah, I think yeah. I, from their a, a bully, Well, yeah, for them, bully. probably they actually needed some help from someone. So of course, because they're yeah. struggling. Yeah. So They've got, as you said, Maybe they never got that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Bully Bullies are generally sad people, you know. Yeah. And they, they need someone to care about them and hug them and kind of, you know, bring the best out of them. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, that was a nice little aside. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's and then, really important to talk I, about it and share the story, though. Yeah, well, when I, as I said, when I was finished school and I went to my first dance party and I was with my gay friend and I took half an ecstasy and I met my new best 6,000 friends in the whole world, yeah. you know, in, in one <laughs> night. And we had the best night ever and I went, oh, my God, life is brilliant. You know, yeah. this is I, – I was away from school. I didn't have to deal with those people anymore. I could hang out with who I so wanted to. Can, yeah, yeah, just be yourself. You know, surround myself with people who were like-minded. 
you know, and, and then the, the world completely changed. Mm. So yeah. I think that's why I like the funk house. It was kind of like that, that you were with people that you'd never hang out with normally or meet normally, but you just could just be yourself with and just mm-hmm. yeah. get fucked up and just be stupid and, I don't know, just... Yeah. Well, that's what talk it heart be. to heart about things and non-judgmental just, you know, yeah. yeah it was just what it was all about and then you'd all just be really good friends and really supportive of each other and, mm. and that's why you stayed there for so long yeah it was, a, it was a community yeah totally like you desensitize to the griminess you do because it was <laughs> it wasn't great Never. but it's Never. hard it's hard but <laughs> the, Shared the benefit oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the benefit you get of the people that you meet it's worth it it's worth it for the people that you meet kind of thing so and the experiences you have and all that kind of stuff yeah indeed maybe the drugs do play a part of it but you know I had some great times like oh my god yeah just a big part crazy now, darling, <coughs> so you got fondled by Iota. I did. I got my shoulder felt up. I was <laughs> so excited. Yeah, we were we were on a, um, a cabaret table right at the front of the stage. So it was mostly kind of, um, uh, what would you call it? Sort of, uh, what's this? I can't think of the f- theatre seating. Theatre seating. And there were four or six yeah, tables, yeah. tables at the front. Now, what happened was that initially my friend Ellie, she said, Iota's playing this show, Slap and Tickle, in Adelaide. Right, we're going. We're a massive fan. My gubby and I have seen him in about six different things. I said, right, going. Booked um, Ellie, Bear and myself on a table, three seats left. Oh, yeah, that's what you were yeah. saying. And, then, and yeah. so I just shot it out to my... My baby's down there. I said, right, we're doing this. Hope you can join us. Otherwise, we'll be free here and there. Mm. And um, Jax and... Wee! <laughs> Jax and a beautiful um, man, Benny, managed to... She was so sweet. She um, she said, oh, I'm, I'm on the website. And I just won't let me get on. And she said, oh, I'll, I'll be right back. And she called up the box office. She said, I need to get on this table. I need these two seats. And... And she got on the table and um, Rich and I were going to see a show at the Flying Nun and we met up at the Little Rum Bar. There's a lot of Flying Nuns about, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) There is. There's always a Flying Nun like place or a... I'm sure there's a wine called the Flying Nun as well. I I think it was the Blue Nun. Yeah, that's it. Blue Nun. (laughs) She might be able to fly as well. I don't know. She could, yeah. Yeah. It's a God-given gift, really, isn't it? You know, <laughs> be born with wings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and back to me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Richie and I were at um, this this joint. We we're just having a cheeky couple. It was oh oh. What's he got? He's got the he's got the Serrano ah, ham wrapper. He's got a taste of Serrano, which I think means he's eaten the rest of the Serrano ham. Oh, there was only a little bit left in that one. Yeah, and I don't think he'd have opened the other one. He hasn't got thumbs. Has How he? did he get it though? He must have jumped up. He must have jumped up onto your table, then onto the bench. Oh, maybe. So he might have licked the cheese as well. The truffle cheese. Oh, no. Oh, no. Might just give it more flavour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. he's, he's a dog with taste. Dog saliva is actually quite clean, apparently. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> really? it's except cats, except when they lick it. some other dog's ass. Well, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And then they eat shit. 
Yeah, but I think apparently it's all antibacterial <laughs> dog saliva. So, really? So I think if these licked your cheese, it's all right. Yeah, right. That's not a euphemism. I, <laughs> <laughs> I won't be eating any more. No, cheese. but maybe not. But I think everything else we covered, but I don't know. Yeah. What's, what's he eating? Oh, we're back. We're back. We are back. We are it's like a little back. Doggy interlude. We're all good. We're all good. Yeah, we had another little bit of cheese. Mm. And we had to throw out the um, truffle cheese because it might have got licked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, never mind. Do you never wish mind. that you were the truffle cheese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, daddy. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about Slap and Tickle. We were, yes. We were talking about that. Okay, um, would you like to tell everyone what the basis of the... the <laughs> you yeah, I know. Did you, I heard that. That what was great. I, do? I heard a little tummy yeah, like, rumbly. Yeah, it might have been, yeah. Stomachy thing. Um, so <laughs> Slap is a clown and Tickle is his gimp. Slash mm. state. You sent me a link to that. Yeah, yeah. And so Iota uh, basically plays a clown and then just all these other roles. I mean, it's kind of, there's not much narrative really going on. It's just, uh, it's just him playing different performances, different, different people, like a variety show. Um, and um, anyway, he's incredible. He's so incredible. He just... He takes on the personality and the persona of these characters like completely, 100%. And just, and all these songs are probably, I suppose, are all written by Iota. They are. So originally, as you said, there wasn't much dialogue. Um, initially, he did want there to... There's no dialogue. But he initially wanted to have dialogue. Oh, and he decided okay. he worked with his um, creative director, and they, which she's based in Perth, and her company is called something kabuki Mm -hmm. and they've they've worked together um previously um but they both decided look the story the the songs are absolutely brilliant um and the western australia youth jazz orchestra approached him to work with him so it's a 12-piece band that was in the background and that's what they wanted as well to have an old Mm. school vibe to this variety show he was saying look it's uh, you know the uh, i think i read out the um the lyrics last week which we'll read out again i'm not that cabaret no i'm something different i'm clearly very gay i i like to shelve my drugs and get carried away but i'm not cabaret i'm not that cabaret a satan worshiper with cocaine on the way but i'm not cabaret <laughs> and yeah. that was the opening song that yeah, was okay, the opening yeah. song mm. so he said instead of um it being cabaret he said it's a camp soiree mm. <laughs> and it was fantastic yeah, it, it was. was so good he um with having no dialogue, I mean, they managed to convey this kind of, you know, relationship between the two of them and 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 a very light sort of story. And then kind of, you know, Tickle was kind of almost started like the stage off, hand started as well. Started okay, off light. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but as, 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 I, as I think it progressed, you realised how strange the relationship was between the two of them. Yeah, It was a totally. more complicated relationship because of the ego of Slap. Mm. And Tickle wasn't quite being appreciated for what he was doing and he'd be on the stage doing his own little number, mm. and uh, which was he, was... he was incredible. He, so was, he was fantastic. Yeah, he's a dancer. 
mm. and a choreographer and an actor and a singer as well. And he's won um, help, uh, Helpman Award as well, just as... Whoops. Uh, just <laughs> as uh, Iota did for Smoke and Mirrors. Yeah, well, Iota's won four. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, for different shows. Mm. Well, um, yeah, this guy, Russell Leonard, he won one... One, 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 one. For doing a musical for King Kong. Five, yeah, seven, well, six, he, was, he was a puppeteer uh, in That's King correct. Kong as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So really talented, and but it was just it was fun and funny, yeah. and, and you got felt up. And I got felt up. Can you please paint the picture of the, the the new character that came on, which was quite surprising coming from Iota, who's usually. Glamorous and eccentric and sexy, yeah, yeah really, so you know. And this was what was his name? Wayno Braino. Wayno Braino. He was a yeah. mind reader, and so he's uh, <laughs> kind of a classic name, yeah, yeah, Paul Hogan-esque, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. And he came down, and so he was reading the whole audience's minds, and and he'd touch you on the shoulder and then read your like, mind. Yep, yep, got so, it, got it. Yeah, yep, came down it. and touched me on the shoulder, and, and as, as he was looking at me, I was giving him these really sexy. Come fuck me eyes. <laughs> yeah, the sexy eyes. Trying to, yeah. trying to really throw him off. Yeah. If, only, if only you had your cookies then, darling. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, um, yeah but I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to play this back to you, you know. Yeah. And, um, and he look, he didn't miss a beat. So, you know, doesn't say much for my sexy eyes. <laughs> um, but he, um, he, he was running around and grabbing everybody at the front on the shoulder and, you know, got it, got it, got it, and reading our minds and got back up on stage and went, you're all a bunch of filthy fuckers. You're all, de- <laughs> yeah, you're like, all oh depraved. God. You're yeah. all depraved. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, well, yeah. yeah, maybe you can read minds. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a fantastic show. It was really great. And his voice is incredible. He's a it? powerhouse. He's, he's a powerhouse and he gets this sexy, throaty, Almost really Tom Waits, deep, deep. And when he played a snake at one point. Oh. Um, and yeah, this slithery, you know, sexy, very. It's like um, it's, it's wrapping around your body. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fantastic, fantastic stuff. So mm. yeah, it was really, really good fun. Um, a little bit poignant, you know, at the end, and a, a beautiful uh, contemporary dance by um, by Tickle at the end, which was most unexpected. Yeah. But we um, don't want to give it all away. No, no, no yeah. we're not going to tell. Yeah, we're not going to tell you about that. He, he's yeah. still Sydney touring Festival with next year. Is he still kind of touring with that around the country? Or I think he. So he started off in Perth because he was yeah. approached by the orchestra to work with him, and um, the creative director is based there as well. He was then approached by Julia's. Zim- I thought, was, was that me. you or me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> he was then approached by Julia Zamero, who was the curator for the Adelaide uh, Cabaret Festival this year, to be. <laughs> oh, We're all making noises, aren't we? I'm going to have a little bit more. Yeah, do. Yeah. Don't hold back. It's your show. It's my show. Um, <laughs> and it has whiskey in the title. I That's feel like it. I have to. Yeah. That has not lasted but very long. No. But I That'll think, be gone um, by the weekend, oh. I think. But yes, I, I do Fuck. actually definitely. I Good have a you. feeling it, it might come for, for the Sydney Festival in January. I reckon so too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. What was your favourite I.O. to show that you've been to? Um, look, it's hard to say. Smoke and Mirrors was fantastic. Mm. Um, that was on at the Spiegel Tent. That was Sydney Festival. That was about 10 years ago. Um, and Hedvig and the Angry Years. So he's been doing it a long 2011. time. 2011, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been performing for ages. I think Hedvig and the Angry Inch is 
incredible. It's, yeah, okay. it's an incredible show. It's written. It wasn't written by him. It's and a, I recognise the name of that. Is that based on something well known? That yeah, I it was. It was an off Broadway uh, show that was then made into a movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And is now, but generally done as theatre. And that's. Yeah, okay. I mean, look, yeah, it, it's it's a fantastic show. It's it's written. It's like a rock and roll kind of musical. It is, um, and and the story is so. This this guy is in Berlin, and just at the mo- end of World War Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then yeah. moves to Kansas. East Berlin. East Berlin. Yeah. yeah. And then moves to Kansas and has sexual. No, 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 no. So he he's in East Berlin at the end of the war when they put up the wall, and to get out, he's having a relationship with an American GI, oh. and so because he can't oh, okay. marry so he the can GI. He has a sex change so that he can marry the GI and get out oh, of East yeah. Berlin with him. Right. So he doesn't want to have the sex change, but he does. It's a way of getting out. Getting out, yeah. And it's but boxed. Uh, it bo- botched. And they leave him with an angry inch, mm. which okay. is where the, the name comes from. So right. it's Hedvig and the angry inch. Okay, I didn't know the depth of that. Yeah. The so he, he's right. trying to be, he trying to be not trying to be ironical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah. He, it's, it's yeah, an inch is a much depth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very, very yeah. shallow. Yeah. And so he does that to get out of Eastern Germany. God, fuck no. Um, I can't even imagine. Because well, the to, West to, was the to, best. And the East to was the be with the man that he loves as well, the, um, yeah, the American okay. GI. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a Kansas, tragedy. And it, and it is, yeah. Yeah, and then the GI divorces him and he's on his own in the oh, United States and then know. he starts a relationship with another musician who he kind of is their muse who then ends up stealing all of his music and goes on to become this massive star. And, and it's set in a, um, in a hotel room beside the stadium where his ex-lover who stole all of his music is performing a concert. And they can hear the music coming from the stadium into the hotel room. And so that's the, that's the setting for the whole um, play. Okay. And it's incredible. It's fantastic. It's rock and roll. It's really, really... You know, electric guitars and drums angry. and angry. Yeah. Very aggressive. Yeah. You actually got quite depressed doing that role. Yeah, you would, yeah. And with those relationships that he built with the creative people that he worked with on that project, he remained friends with them and he wrote Be Girl. Mm. And a lot of them uh, worked together on that project, which we absolutely loved. Mm. We saw it at the Sydney Opera House and we wanted to go again. Yeah. And that, the premises of that story is this woman that's in a domestic violence situation and she, she conjures this uh, alter ego of this um, 70s rock god who is her bravery and her courage and her enlightenment for her to survive her situation and he was just amazing in that as well. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that was probably one of my favourites. Did you ever see him in Berlin with the Sydney Dance Company and that was created by Graham Murphy? No, I didn't see that. That was beautiful. Yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah, that would have been great. That was originally sung by Ivor Davies mm. years prior. 80s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he came in and he adapted it and that was really beautiful too. And, with, and we, so we were culture bunnies. We absolutely love dance more mm. than anything. Mm. If we could have lifetime subscriptions to anything, be dance, wouldn't it? Yes. We'll talk about Graham Sydney Murphy and Bonicello yeah. and all yeah, that ne- another time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
But yeah, Iota is a powerhouse. He is an incredible performer. He yeah, he just and he's so diverse. He did Frankenfurter mm. and did you see yeah, that? Yeah, he's Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture yeah, Show. Frankenfurter, yeah. yeah. So he does some great roles and mm. but he really throws himself into everything hundred percent and they are character roles and they're so he's a singer, but he's a performer and an actor as well. And, yeah, if you get the chance to see him, which you will, I mean, he'll come back to the yeah, Sydney yeah, Festival yeah. over year after year and, and do things in the Spiegel tent and things like that. I mean, it's absolutely, yeah, it's totally worth it. I mean, he's an incredible performer. He, um, he just he really immerses himself in the, the, the roles and I think yeah. that's why he, get, he has to has, have a hiatus in between because it is quite draining for him. Mm, mm. And yeah. really high energy. It must stuff. be quite emotionally draining as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must yeah. be very. Yeah, so you yeah. have to have like how long can break. you sustain that before you need to take a break mm. from that kind of mm. thing? Well, mm. hey, look at um, Heath Ledger with Batman, oh, and hell. it was his yeah. demise. All of his friends thought he was deranged. Which went so he, deep into yeah, that. Yeah, and then unfortunately, there's, an accidental overdose. There's so many interviews with people who worked with him and who on that film, and just their take on how he was and what he was putting himself through and yeah it's incredible how it and it's such an incredible him. film i mean it's just i suppose he died for his art doing yeah. that film really i mean he's kind of sacrificed himself for that role yeah it's just incredible Took it and you've got far. joaquin phoenix doing the same pretty much for his joker film which looks I incredible know. and he's gone deep into that role his apparently. brother yeah it's pretty um, and, um river yeah yeah and it, it, it's um I follow a guy so that, on a it's podcast. Probably an ode to him, to be honest. Could be, yeah. I mean, I follow a guy on a podcast who worked on that film as a. He was like a played a small role in the film, but he was involved a lot in a lot of the scenes. And he mm. just the way he couldn't talk too much about it, but he, the way he was talking, he was just it sounds incredible. Mm. Like how deep he, um, Joaquin Phoenix has gone into this role, and it just sounds, yeah, it's gonna out in October. Yeah, it looks incredible. I've seen it, photos. He looks yeah, incredible looks as well. Just, yeah, and he's such a great actor. That oh, he is. Just, he is oh. another one. Yeah, I'm so and excited. He's quite for picky that film. with his roles, which I like too. Yeah, and the, and the directors actually come out and said, "Look, it is not going to follow comic book lore. It's like it's my own take on it." And but actually, it sounds like it follows one particular comic book kind of in, in terms of in what respect in terms of how the Joker became the Joker and his demise into becoming the Joker mm -hmm. and kind of society rejecting him and tormenting him and bullying him and kind of th that led him into becoming who he was mm. and it sounds like it's kind of that kind of, of um, storyline kind of thing so it, it looks incredible mm. like it looks really good looking so forward I can't to that wait one. to see it maybe, maybe we have to have a play so. date and we can do a review a review yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> alright so we're going to wrap up because the bear is yeah the bear's got to go eat and he's just come home from work and he's yeah, know, he's, he's, yeah. he's in high vis yeah. and he's looking really sexy and greasy grizzled and yeah and grizzled and yeah rough yeah gruff and rough and he leaves for work at quarter to six in the morning so it's been a very yeah, 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 so we're, we're going to wrap up on a high, hilarious note. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Gabby, yep. tell us your most hilarious theatre experience. Wow, God, crowd, crowd theatre. There's what, so many, but I'll tell you one that was. Uh, well, yeah, it's okay. It speaks for itself. We can come so. back and do more the next time. We'll, we'll all come <laughs> yeah. back and do this again. And you I've got a million of them. Yeah, we'll do a couple. Okay, well, so this was um, at the Opera House, and it was probably about 15 years ago. And I was at the um, 
Sydney Symphony Orchestra, and um, I go to a lot of you know these performances. My parents and I go. It's a really nice night for the three of us, and we have dinner, and you know, and it's very high culture, and they love it, and I I do enjoy the music. Some it's very hit and miss sometimes, you know, but um, but I, I just enjoy the thing, you know, the experience of it, and going to the opera house is really fun. So, as you can imagine, you know, it's the the Sydney Symphony Orchestra. It's all very. Um, Posh. You know, yes, it's very posh and you need to behave yourself, you know. And there, there are rules, you know, it's once respect. the performance starts, you're not allowed to enter the, you know, you get locked out and you're not allowed to leave in between the performance and you have to be, you know, there's no talking and you've got to be very still and, you know, no it's crackling. Like of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, of, yeah. It's, it's very, and, you know, and you don't clap at the wrong time. <laughs> you don't clap in between, you know, movements. Oh God, and I'd be like so that. stressed out or something like that. I wouldn't <laughs> know what to do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you so have your vape pen with you, but you wouldn't yeah, be able yeah. to smoke it. You know, so if, if, if you clap drinking the, my CBD. Or <laughs> like, yeah. if, if you clap at the wrong time, you know, you get looked at and glared at. And it's very, you know, there's no coughing and... So, you know, you sit... Oh, you'd, for, you'd be sit, fucked you'd right be now. Oh, yeah. no, I'd be terrible, yeah. But, so you sit very still and, you know, and then when the performance is over, then you get up and move. So we were sitting there and um, I remember it was halfway through the, the first piece and it was something quite beautiful. And I remember sort of out of the corner of my eye on the right-hand side seeing something moving quite sort of, you know, in a, a kind of, you know, jerking Flapping? fashion. Yeah, well, you know, and like well, a big, big movement and... And um, I don't know where my mind's gone just then. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, Timmy filthy. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, this person has stood up and started to quickly come down the aisle, like you know, come down the the, the row past us. Literally. And, and no, actually, Quite oh my literally. god, I'm so I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm, I've had a few gins. Sorry, out of the corner of my eye, I see movement, and I look over, and what I see is a young boy vomit. Oh, projectile no. over the person in oh, front of no. him. Oh shit! And then stand up and run down the aisle. I'm sorry about that. And as it happened, you know, the the kind of it was all very slow motion. And <laughs> I I was sitting there and I went, oh my god, I've just watched someone throw up. And then and then he's come rushing past us. And then the smell. Followed. Oh, yeah, I was going to say the smell. Ah, uh, and have it, to just it leave. was it wasn't rose petals it like was, we saw. No, it's yeah. a different sensory yeah. experience. It was bad. It yeah. was really bad. And and of course because he rushed past us in the row, you know, it's like kind of probably all over his hands yeah. and whatever, and like and then what. And then all so people are standing up and and oh you know because obviously <laughs> yeah. it's 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 on them and it's all around them and, and it's halfway through so the everyone's performance. a conductor for yeah. the yeah. orchestra <laughs> and, and, and people are just standing up and walking out oh, <laughs> and, no. and, and so the conductor has gone out the window the conductor's yeah. looking around kind of like what the fuck is going on have you people lost your minds you know and then like obviously the <laughs> yeah. smells spreading oh. and we're probably about ten rows back and probably hit the stage by that time and. And we were all, I, it was all I could do not to vomit. I mean, it was just horrendous. I'd have had to leave. I yeah. just couldn't, I can't handle that. Oh so at the end of that, we, we all kind of hung in as long as we could. And then, you know, at the end of that piece, everyone just stood up and left. And oh, it was yeah. kind of like, no, 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 it's not over yet. Wait, wait. And, <laughs> no, it's and, over, mate. It is yeah. so <laughs> Come over. and sit here, mate. It's yeah. fucking over. <laughs> it was It's all over, over me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally all over. Yeah. Oh. And look, to the Opera House's credit, like, you know, we all went out and had a nice glass of champagne and pretended that nothing happened. And then... You know, half an hour later, we went in and it smelled like Glen 20 and it was, you know, yeah. it was all good. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good old Glen 20. It was all and good. And the Febreze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fabulous. So. 
Yeah. Well, we'll wrap up, up on Fucking a funnier hell, yeah. one because mm. that was a bit gross. Yeah, I know. That was gross. I'm sorry. I mean, look, that was you caught oh, me no, off guard. No, that was good. No, no it was like great. Give me great a chance. Story. I'll come up with some better come ones on, than Ali. that. Don't you worry. Oh, honey. <laughs> so this one well, we that I've a, read. a live um, gig type thing special where we just talk about various live gig experiences. I'm sure yeah. I can come up with oh, a few. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loads of those Well, you and I have definitely got a few. Yeah, and then we'll talk about dance parties. Oh. oh, well, we oh. could go into it. We could get into it. That, yeah. <laughs> What's the funniest thing you've ever seen at one of those? Wow. Well, even, even house parties as well. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you about my brother's house parties in Bristol. Oh, well, right. Well, we'll put that on hold. That's we definitely will, the next will. time. Okay, so um, I think this one that I read on Time Out is the show that you and I went to last Mardi Gras that was at the Red Line Theatre where they had all the... Um, scaffolding and then they had the pool of water and mm, it was the all Greek about mythology. Greek mythology. Mm. But it was in it was mishmashed so the males were females and vice versa and, it and was there all, was like eight different sort of narrative stories yeah, going on. It was on very confusing. All, yeah, yeah. And we were sitting too close. And there I've was got some way good too much stories as well, by but the way. Way too much nudity. Well. Yeah, 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 it was awful. But this is so <laughs> hilarious. So this this um Reporter, the, actually the arts editor, uh, he said, at a very uh, small independent theatre, there was a reduction that had a shallow pool full of water <laughs> on a very, very small stage close to the front row. Uh-huh. Um, la-di-da, basically saying everyone to be careful to avoid falling in. <laughs> The um, <laughs> and so obviously the closest person to this potential hazard clearly decided to block this advice out. Oh no! The woman in question was not the best behaved person in general. She wasn't talking loudly, but pretty consistently, <gasps> and enjoying her shiraz throughout the show. So I'll admit, there was a tiny part of me that was possibly willing it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit queenie to me, don't you? Yeah. So? Vindictive. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> the show ended, the house lights came on and before she'd even really gotten to her feet, she overshot her balance and not only went over head first into the pool but somehow, and I'm honestly not sure how she achieved to do this comprehensively, threw the entire contents of her handbag into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She was totally fine but could not have ended up in the pool more dramatically when she, she tried. I think the rest of us in the audience were shocked but not surprised. <laughs> That's you know, just one of. That is so funny because do you remember good? when we were leaving that? Yes. We actually said to one another, just be careful, don't <laughs> end up in the pool. Yeah. Because I, I think we had a bottle of wine as well. And then some. And then some, yeah. Mm. Oh, was that? Oh, that was the... Yeah, anyway, yes, yes, was, that's another yep. story. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is another story. All right, so we love everyone and we're going to say goodbye now. Right. Well, so we'll be back. We'll do this again and we'll... we'll yeah, it seems like there's... Yeah, this is good. Lots of mm. things it's yeah. been fun. Thank you for inviting yeah, yeah. me to the that's show. Right. Yeah, it's good. Thank oh, you for... Anyway, all, all it took was a... Um, a Gingerbread vagina and yeah, thank, penis. Thank you for my vagina and penis. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to know oh, which you one you're going to play with that first. instead of Tonka trucks. I was going to see if I could get the patinas through the vagina, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if that's going to work. And um, by the way, if anyone wants to buy those, they sell them at Knickknack, which is a cute little Ooh, cafe on uh, okay. Liverpool Street, right oh, beside okay. near where I work. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and they're fantastic. Yeah, I'll got put the link up. Yeah, I love gingerbread generally. So yeah, 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 and they're very cute, and they make a lovely yeah. little gift for somebody who you love or hate. I mean, you know, it's like 
depends you know, on yeah. it depends on how you present I'm going to yeah. dunk those in my tea in the morning so. <laughs> and sock that motherfucker to death yeah. alright yeah, cool. thank right, you well, for thanks listening everybody everyone. and we'll be back again soon alright um, with more stories of I don't know what well we've got a special guest live gigs and oh yeah Daniel, Daniel. Next, Mr yeah, Yodel Box gonna get messy. which is going to I be I might have to take Friday off next week I think you should yeah yeah. Maybe. Although Fuck I might have to get more whiskey fo- if that's going to happen. Fuck the but, yeah, Definitely. Yeah, so, but we'll oh. set up another one with us because that was good. Mm. Richie, so thank you so much stories. for coming yeah, on. Thank you, thank you for Richie, having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's we'll been great fun. Right. Yeah. So. Anyway, got yeah. any questions? Send them yeah. through. Next to... time I'll cook as well. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll well, definitely come back then. All right, guys. We love you. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye.